All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagan. We are playing One Ring today. We are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign, and we are getting incredibly close to the end. Uh, before we get going, I do want to thank Infinite Monkey Tales for the raid. Uh, great timing. We were just getting started. Uh, I was saying last night to whoever the hell we were playing games with, I think it was most of you were actually there. In the, like, we only have a couple sessions left, I think. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think today is the end, but I think next week has the potential to be the final one, but I, I still don't think so. So uh, I think we're within four. I think we're down to four is where I'm at. But we'll see how things go today as, you know, if you guys just like suck on your rolls and random random encounter in route to Kellic door gets you, then then that's how it ends. You know, who knows? All of these words that you're saying make me sad. Do they? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, the end of this is definitely going to be... Uh, we gotta get ready for the second somewhere one. on the bitter and sweet end. We'll see. Okay, but we go. have done some world world building, Melissa. We've got yeah. a whole family tree of dwarves. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That's true. And 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 I do. I mean, I I would guess we're coming back to one ring relatively quick. I don't know how quickly. That's hard to say. But like, at least on the channel. I don't know on Saturdays, but definitely on the channel because like. The Moria campaign, I'm ridiculously excited to bust that out. So once that comes out in like in legit form, not just like alpha or whatever, like definitely going to try to turn that out onto at least one of the days we stream. Uh, so we'll get to see how Floy actually dies. It'd be great. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Which means, more. but, you know, plot armor next through the next That's four episodes, true. plot armor for Floy. Unless we only have to have a Floy at plug. <laughs> unless <laughs> I was thinking about that. That's a, I was thinking about that, but I do have a solution. What if Floy dies? One of the Oathbreaker dwarves takes up the name Floy so that he can get in on the Glad Rock and bring down the rich folk of Blue Mountains. Bring them down because we have a. You, big... you could just not kill Floy. I feel like that's, that's fair. easier. <laughs> that's fair. I'm going to test this plot armor. It's hard to like, actually kill Floy. In the I've tried so. many times. Yeah. So well, I don't know. Um, what are you saying, Stephen? I like the idea of Ripley's game in Lord of the Rings, though, where someone just pretends to be Amazing. Floyd. And, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Takes the identity. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe it's Snagit. Maybe it's your your brother. Oh, that's the other thing is we came up with a bunch of uh, of Daggett's other brothers. You want to share some of those, Stephen? Uh, we had Baggett, who is a baker. Uh, we had, uh, I think we had Dragget, who is a porter. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to go through the list here. We had a few of them. Yeah. I thought we, uh, no, we, I was Hagrid is a wizard. Snagit is real. Yeah. Hagrid, Hagrid was Floyd. It was uh, it was Long's contribution. Dwarf <laughs> wizard. I said Shaggit was the dwarf who never shuts up. Yeah, I said Shaggit because it was like a dwarf yeah. gigolo, and I was proud of that one. <laughs> Nagit never stops complaining. Never stops complaining. <laughs> so good. Oh goodness. Um. Oh, what would be our, what is our, I, this is definitely our flagship campaign, Eric. I don't know what would be next. Like we just, we just, man, we've been starting up so many games this past week. We're just talking about that ahead of time because we started up Monster of the Week on Monday, this past Monday. We started up Werewolf, the new Werewolf of the Apocalypse on Thursday. I'm starting up Fragged Empire, which is a, a smaller indie space, uh, space game. 
sci-fi game on Monday and then Steven starting up Marvel, the role-playing game on Tuesday. All of this all happening in a very short span. So, but we don't got to worry about that. We still have a few weeks left, I think, a few handful of sessions and who knows, you know, it could, it could go, it could go longer. I could be wrong. I, I, I've, I've been wrong many, many, many times before. So who knows? Uh, oh, you, oh, Fragged Empire fan. Awesome. Um, FI3, we're doing uh, the second edition, uh, which uh, just, I think, delivered Kickstarters like over the past couple of months. So we're going to we're going to be starting that up. Very excited. I would do Star Trek, Eric, if everybody here actually knew Star Trek. But there are people here who are like Star Trek. Is that the one with like the glowy swords? I'm like, no, it's not the one. The, no, <laughs> that's not what that is. That's not it. Yeah, I there's think a we second edition. I have all the DVDs at my house. Do you so. have you watched have you watched Star Trek before, Michelle? No, Coder attempted to force me to watch the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but I was cooking dinner, so yeah. I was distracted. I'm pretty sure Gandalf's in that one too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's <laughs> for everywhere. Sure. What are you talking God. about? <laughs> <laughs> Professor X is. <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. Steven with the plug. Oh, all right. <laughs> Enough of this nonsense. Let's get started. Uh, let's do a quick roundtable. Just say who you are, who you're playing, and then we'll get started. Uh, Long, who are you? Why are you here? I am Floy, son of Oi, a dwarf. Not a wizard, though. Hey, there's always next campaign. You should roll up that class. Uh, Next up, Ashley, who are you? Uh, I'm playing Gilly Kettlegrass, our Bree Hobbit. She is our scholar and... In- Frequent bow user, but you never see her get up in combat. <laughs> bow user. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Melissa, who are you? Why are you here? Uh, I am Arineal, daughter of Moriel, and there are important things to do, and we are going to go do them and attempt to survive while we do it. And she wants to leave a better world for Brother Birinor. That's true. That's true. Maybe, uh, maybe Birinor shows up in the next campaign right off the bat. You know, they're like, they, they, they crawl like through filth and blood and they deliver a message and they die right then and there. And it gets us immediately emotionally invested. Um, that, that there, there are interesting pieces of that. So I'm not sure. You know, we're, 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 we're coming up with ideas that, that is Wouldn't a solid be the first one time. idea. Would it be the first time I utterly wreck one of Melissa's character siblings at the very siblings. start of the campaign? Yes. Yeah. Not killing Melissa's siblings is yeah. a theme within our game. <laughs> Which works out because in real life, I'm an only child. So yeah, this is like, a thing that like you can feel free I'm to really do. Just protecting you gotta keep, her, to be honest, yeah, you're protecting the timeline. It's the youngest you know? two older sisters. I'm just protecting you. All right. uh, next up, Steven, the leader of the party. Tell us about Daggett. Hey, I'm Daggett. Uh, I am the blue-collar dwarf uh, compared to Floyd's upper-crust nobility. Uh, I am an expert tactician uh, as we are learning that uh, I'm going to fail out when we fail all these roles. And I am here uh, just because I think Daggett got lonely and he didn't want to be left behind. So he just kind of like followed along. Yeah. I mean, also, I think because at first you you joined up because you're trying to protect your brother and kind of look out for him. And then you just kind of hung on for a bit for a while. You just kind of hung out, left, stayed around. Like, this is a cool crew. I'll I'll just hang out. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They go places. They do things. It's kind of fun. They're just hanging around. Then you got a new one 
we we added someone else to the fellowship and things started going downhill. So Daggett's thinking about leaving now. Oh, well, speaking of that new one. God, wow, just how shots fired. Just like... No, he can <laughs> fire all the shots he wants, but Terraneth, Range of the North, uh, Warden is Daggett's up and coming best friend. Mm-hmm. So very excited <laughs> about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I That's think... why I'm here. Shadow takes a backseat yeah. to the burgeoning relationship and and forcing my friendship on Daggett. Did anyone notice how Daggett, clean Tara is? See, Daggett doesn't like Tara because he does with Tara because Tara's like would be love interest kicked his ass, uh, and that and he kind of holds this against you. That's what I think it is. It's true. I don't like that guy. <laughs> oh goodness, oh. this is great. Okay, we ready? It's been a couple of weeks. We had to take last week off. So let's just do a summary so everyone knows where we're at. And we can get started. So last session, we began outside of Othringol, where you had finally defeated this undead sorcerer uh, that was at the bottom of that uh, of that dungeon. Uh, you and your elvish allies, you carried the body of Sorendir. Some of your, uh, you knew very well, friends, former allies. You carried Sorendir's body back to the encampment where your entire company had been hiding. Along the way, however, in this long, felled, and frozen forest, an ursine beast that we've seen hints of here and there, and that was buried beneath a mine in the home of Daggett's older brother, Snagit, uh, ambushed you all and actually left a... a I think it was Arineal took a wound or two uh, from from that fight. Ultimately, you did, uh, you did defeat the creature, but it was not easy, and you also know that there are other... Other Ursine beasts out there, specifically uh, with Braddock and with some of these orcs that are kind of training beasts. So you made it back to the staging grounds. You talked to Elro here, one of um, one of Elrond's sons, uh, who described an encounter with trolls in a very familiar orc taskmaster that you master that you heard uh, and saw during the early stages of the campaign when Rotag was the sort of primary villain. Uh, and you noticed it's kind of oddly that they, they ventured due north into the mountains of Angmar rather than following the east, like kind of northwesterly slopes past Kelek Dor and towards Karn Doom. Uh, you spoke with the Dunlin dwarves and the wardens of Tharbet who were more than successful in their sabotaging of the orcs and goblins of Mount Grom. They collapsed a bunch of tunnels on the cave wardens that those, uh, those folks were calling home. Uh, they also learned about work pens and other beast beast pens uh, at a, a place they referred to, or the elves referred to as the ruins of Dold Gueth. Uh, and um, Lady Arisol's rangers and the Oathbreaker dwarves. You are also very; they were also very successful in their scouting of Moramin Terras, which is the the castle that the hill folk uh, had taken, uh, where the would be king Braddock. Uh, and an orcish warband from Angmar. There was some friction between them. They seemed like allies, but the hill folk would not let the orcs within the walls of the castle. He had some rest, had some debriefing, uh, and he started to make more plans. So you decided to send the Oathbreaker doors, would return to Moramin Taras, but you would take Tharnau and the other Tharbad wardens, and you're, they were going to try to sow some discord between the hill folk and orcs, continue to push that element. There were a couple of different theories about how they might go about doing so. Lady Aracel would take her rangers and the Dunlin dwarves over to the ruins of Dol Gweith, and they would look for ways to sabotage those beast pens. And then the elves would unite, both those of Rivendell and of Forlond would join together, and they would follow that, um, that group of trolls and that orc taskmaster who curiously went north just to see what exactly might be up there. 
and then you all decided on your own, no allies, that you would scout Kelikdor, uh, which is this icy tower uh, that is kind of a watchtower en route to the tundra where Karn Doom sits. And that's where we end with you all making those plans and the fellowship parting. I will, however, give you all a moment just in case, because it's been two weeks, if there's anything that you all wanted to do once more. As the company is breaking, I think, Arineal, you also wanted a couple days of rest to help uh, with that wound you took. But if there was anything yes, else did. that anybody wanted to do uh, within the company before everybody breaks and kind of goes off in their directions, now's the time to do it. So somewhere we have the body of Sorndir. The elves are going to take care of that. Don't worry. Okay. Um, Arineal would have um, among, you know, kind of the base camp area if there was some even even twigs or something along those lines sort of uh very adjacent, so to speak. Um, she would sort of find a moment to kind of go over to kind of the wrappings and whatnot, kind of around where Soren Deer is, um, and just sort of have a small moment of quiet. Mm -hmm. um, and she would want to thank him for all of the aid and support and fellowship that he offered to us. And a final than, apology for leaving him. More than likely, the elves would probably find a place rather than take him with uh, on their scouting venture into the mountains. So they would find a place within this, this veil that you all have been using as kind of a staging ground, hiding within these little tunnels and using some of the ridges uh, and so they would likely find a cave somewhere and keep his um, his body his body there as they're likely they're some sort of the, they're bringing him back to to Forlond in some fashion. Uh, but yeah, you have that moment to yourself. Um, it could be after the elves left, after Elrohir and Amdarim got everybody together and left. But you can have that moment. Nobody else. Anybody? If there's no nothing else after, we'll say a few days. Reniel, you say your goodbyes. All of you are probably the last to leave. Uh, and when you depart from this, this encampment, you leave kind of like this, uh, this small alcove within the cave where, where Sorendir has been left. Not only Sorendir, uh, but also the, the fallen uh, ranger from when you first, um, when you first arrived, Falindim. The two of them are kind of being kept uh, careful in a way. Uh, distant too, because you don't want any of these snow wargs, these other creatures to be you know, snuffing them out. And you begin your trek. Now, you are headed to Kelikdor, which isn't that far away. It's a closer and less um, mountainous path that you need to take to get there than than, than it was to Othrungul, which we all know was was halfway up the mountains of, of Angmar itself. Uh, Kelligdor is kind of west northwesternly from the Vale, where you've kept your base camp. You know that it it is kind of like the, the last uh, kind of scouting point 
before a very flat tundra that leads to Karn Doom, which is at the far end, the far western edge of the mountains of Angmar. So it is this 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 large, icy old tower that looks out above all. So I'm going to say we're going to do our, our skill endeavor traveling that we've been doing across Angmar. I'm going to set this as still laborious. So six is still going to be the difficulty for this trek. Uh, time limit of four as the more and more that you, the more time you all spend here, the greater the likelihood of your discovery. And you've actually already been discovered in some ways. So there's still some dangers. So you need to hit six successes before four turns are up before something bad might might befall you all remember that we're looking for the ta the specific skills we're looking for are athletics explore and stealth those are the three primary ones anything else is going to be ill favored but those are the three athletics if you're just kind of hustling and pushing and pushing explore if you're looking for like more uh, efficient paths stealth if you're just trying to move quietly and avoid detection and danger those are sort of the three routes to go uh, so, Jeff, before we kind of get into the RP of the travel, a quick bookkeeping question. Uh, mm -hmm. So, Arineal had a eight-day injury. Mm -hmm. um, and so, am I imagining that that is now down to five days? So, three nights your, nights your guess call. If that's how I much... I think that, that is where yeah, we had fine. landed. Okay. okay. Leave it at that, then. Okay. Who wants to take the reins, take the lead on on your fellowship coming out of the base camp and heading for uh, Kelly. Can I start with an athletics check and then I'll go back on mute because my dog is losing his shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, please. Athletics sounds great. All right. I feel like the growth in Arineal's character is that this time when she's wounded, she's not limping and complaining like she did early in the campaign when mm -hmm. she very much had to let everyone know that her leg was bothering her. This time she is much grittier. Arineal really likes to share. It's like, oh, I'm so wounded and it's, I'm so hurt, but I also don't take any fatigue when I'm traveling. <laughs> oh, oh, there is that. Can I right. uh, have one audience size? Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, that is a 21 with one success. One extra? One extra success? One six? Okay. One Excellent. Six, yeah. So, honestly, it's uh, with athletics, you, you get everyone together, even with a Reniel's wound. And I don't even think it was a leg one. I think it was an arm wound, if I recall. It, it crunched down on your arm. So, it doesn't... Yes, yes, yes. It doesn't slow you all down. And maybe it's because you took an extra couple of days to recuperate, but you speed out. You, you kind of hustle and move. It is, it is still a dangerous trek, despite the fact that the dangers of the environment aren't, aren't like they were going up the mountains of Angmar. This path, however, you're noticing it's more about fissures in the earth. Uh, and you're finding that sometimes your footing gives way and a sheet of ice that probably in the warmer parts of the year right now is a little bit more you know, thinner than others. And so you're seeing the crackling of ice and snow. You're seeing um, a slipperiness to some of the, some of the paths you're taking. Uh, whereas it's not necessarily about the strength of climb, climbing up rocks and Tara takes the lead. And much like we've seen at other points in times about the campaign, it's, it's not a, it's not a straight sprint, but you all are kind of hustling here and there 
And more than once, you can hear the echoes of something in the sky above you. You hear the crunching uh, of stone and of rocks on ridgelines. And you can see the silhouettes of what you think might be a pack of, of very large wargs. You don't see the signs of any more of those ursine beasts, but you do get the sense as you push out of the base that there are beasts in the area. You don't see any signs of trolls or orcs, but you do see beasts that are beginning to circle the area a bit. And there's a very large noteworthy pack on one of the ridgelines to the south. They don't notice you. You move with enough expediency to kind of bypass their ability to see you. And probably about a day's worth of, of running gets you more, you know, almost halfway there. Uh, who would like to take up the next lead? Anybody want to stealth us past these wargs? That's what I was going to say I'd like to do. Go right ahead, man. Um, do we have more audience dice? Could I take one? Go right ahead. All right. So this is favored with four dice. Uh, good thing it's favored because that would have been a Sauron otherwise. Um, great success. <laughs> Two successes total. Two successes in total. Okay. The... I'll say this, they, they dog you for a bit, uh, this, uh, this pack. You, you're not sure if they detect you or if they've seen you specifically, but more than once when you stop during the day for, for water or for, for food, and even maybe at night once when you, when you kind of try to find a camp of some, of some safety, you either hear their distant howls or their snarls and snapping as if they're communicating in some ways to one another, or as you're moving westward or northwesternly, you see very large paws uh, in the grime and in the snow and in, in the earth, and you know that they're around. And again, there are times in which you find yourselves hiding out in these fissures that you unearth just by simply running across the ground, and you can hear the the, the sort of the lapping almost like a like a herd coming past and you realize it's a very large pack and we're not talking like four or five we're talking like seven eight nine nine of these wargs all white as snow almost impossible to detect amongst some of the uh, some of the the environment and they are larger than you're probably familiar with too like the the wargs that you face most of the time uh, have been a little bit smaller maybe adolescent or maybe just but these these northern wolves seem to be um, seem to be very, very interested in tracking you. Uh, they never they never seem to stay in one place. Some days, in some some hours, it's they're ahead of you. Some days it's behind you. Some days it's to the north, to the south. But they always seem to kind of be zeroing in and zeroing in. But Daggett, you do manage more than once to find uh, paths that allow you to at least avoid visual notice. Uh, we are at now, in terms of the skill challenge, two successes left, two turns left. Uh, who would like to take the lead? Uh, Arrhenio will uh, take the lead and try to do some explore. Okay. Let's try to find the best path forward. I'm going to roll it like I got it. And that is uh, eight, nine, fifteen. That is a uh, great success. So one extra six. Okay, so two successes in total. Yep. Arrhenial, uh the the entire trek has probably taken maybe two days. 
uh, in travel time between your your camp, maybe maybe two and a half days, and Kelikdor. And it's it's if you weren't trying to avoid detection, it probably could have gone quicker, uh, as the terrain itself has been some of the the least difficult. However, despite Daggett's and Terra and Terra's noticing of these these different wolves and these wargs, like they continue to dog you. And then at a certain point, Arneal, you watch from the southwest. You see off in the distance, uh, maybe there's a, a touch of setting sun far to the west that's just managing to, to, to stream out uh, over the western lone lands. And you can see that there is a force that seems to be moving. And you can see that they're mounted. And as you watch them move past, you're looking at what appears to be about a dozen of these orcs of Angmar uh, that are well, well equipped. They seem to have armor that almost shines in some ways from that, that's that sort of orange light. And they are on the backs of smaller, uh, smaller wargs, not necessarily white, but these are a little bit more arrayed and they seem to be moving as well. Although they, you, you can get the sense that they're not tracking you. It's just coincidence. And you watch as they push past you. And this and the five of you are kind of in their wake. And you seem to be going in a similar direction. You watch as they come uh, like and crest over this ridgeline. And that's when you look up and you can see that just beyond that ridgeline, this light gray, almost white tower suddenly appears before you. It is extremely large, very, very tall. You would put it in terms of stories at maybe 10 to 15 stories in some, in some, in some shape, relatively narrow. You don't think that there's a great deal of space uh, within those, those medium layers, of the tower. You don't even really see a ton of, uh, a ton of stone. It almost has kind of a smoothness to it. Like like ice has frozen over it over time. And there's now this like this coat that just seems to cover whatever, whatever underlying construction. And as you continue to, to climb up the ridge and you peek out, I would put you at probably about a half mile away from what you would presume is Kellig door. You watch as this dozen, these dozen orcs or so on their, on their wargs approach the tower you see them very carefully avoid as they like circumvent this series of standing stones. They, the, the quicker path to the tower itself would be through these stones, but they seem to circumvent it entirely. They take this, this wide berth of them. And then you see just outside the tower, they hop off their wargs. They tie them up to what looks like uh, these hastily built, um, not stables, but hitching posts. And they go inside the tower itself. There's a very large, uh, very large entranceway that you see all of them descend into. Uh, they leave their packs outside, uh, but they all, but before they do like the last of the, the smaller orcs, uh, just starts throwing what looks like chunks of meat out onto the ground. And what was once this, this light gray and, and white stone is now just covered in these patches of red where they seem to be devouring. Beyond that tower, you can't see too far. 
but you can definitely see that the ridge goes up a little further and then flattens. You can still sort of see the mountains of, of Angmar to the north and everything to the south kind of fades down and eventually you assume reaches Moramin Taras. And so you all have reached Kellic Door. Uh, I have a question about this uh, group of animals that, that we mm -hmm. went past. You, you would mention that it, it was mostly coincidental. Um, that's fine. Uh, what I didn't really understand, it, and I'm not sure if you said this, so sorry if you did, but uh, did they look like they were like organized, like a platoon or a squadron or anything like that? Or did it just yeah. seem, was the sense that they were just kind of a pack of wuppies? Uh, so the... The initial like snow wars that you saw that you and Daggett were eluding, those seem to have disappeared. But it's given rise as Arrhenio came closer to Kellic Door to this group of orc like orcs riding this other oh, you know I group see. of orcs, and they seemed organized. They were in two right. clear columns. Okay. There was one orc at the very front of both of those columns, and then there was one smaller orc at the back. And like, that they just, that first one didn't seem organized though. That first no, the first one, it just a, was a pack of wolves, okay. like a very okay. large pack of wolves, you think. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank you. I'm just so thinking real. back to that Huntsman uh, piece of uh, that we found in the library. <laughs> so Reniel will kind of just kind of look to everyone. Should we spend some time and watch, assess their movements? Guards. Do you think they around? Be, they are a patrol? Is, is that the thought you have? We have established that they do have a, a route that they seem to patrol, uh, especially concerning the reports from Maureen Taras, where they visited, and then this potentially could be that group or another group that came from there um, or elsewhere. But I Perhaps. think trying to go ahead, Gilly. Sorry. Just trying to get their their movements down would assist us in at least getting into the tower. Perhaps Gilly and I circle around the tower and meet with you back here while the rest of you continue to watch for patterns within movement. Get a lay of the land. Sounds good. Okay. You are the stealthiest of us. All right, uh, Daggett and Gilly, you're going to try to stealth around. Both of, I don't want two, I just want one stealth test. Um, one of you roll it, the other basically can give a bonus. So I know both of you are very good at this and have things that could give you potential auto successes. So just someone take the lead uh, and do the roll. Um, I don't have an auto success. I've got four pips in favored. Yeah, if you want to go. My yeah. whole thing is I just have a... Um, uh, virtue. Yeah. Where if I get an, an extra sex, I can disappear. But if we're rolling together, we'll just have you roll and then take my assist. Okay. Uh, so I get one more die for her then? Or. Yeah, know. that's fine. Yeah, extra okay. die for her. And then don't forget your cloak. That That's where I got my fourth pip from. Otherwise, it'd be three. Uh, that is three successes, no gandies. Okay. All right, so 
how like you're just trying to do uh, how closer do you want to get? How close to the base of the tower do you want to get? I would say the tower I wouldn't at, ever the tower tapers off. I should say, by the way, um, where the base is obviously it's, it's obviously a little bit rounder than the top. And there's not a great deal of places to hide. There are what you can see are those scattered standing stones and such that the orcs were very careful to avoid. Uh, there are a lot of those that are scattered about. There are no trees whatsoever in the area. And there are those hitching posts that are at the very, very base. And there's some stairs that leave up to the first floor. Uh, but it is it is a is a very flat area with a ridge that then leads up to a what looks like a tundra to the to the to the west. So it's just you tell me how close do you want to get? Uh, Gilly, you can say what you're thinking. I don't think I'd want to get closer than like a quarter mile. I'd like to just know the lay of the land, know if there are other roads and routes inside. Maybe there's a door in the back that we didn't see. Just general information. What do you think, Gilly? Yeah, that works. And then maybe um, if we're feeling adventurous, avoid the wargs, obviously, but check out those standing stones to check them. Because the ones in the center, they avoided. So I'm thinking maybe there's a possible pitfall. Um but I wonder if there's anything going on with the other ones as well that we need to be aware of. Sounds good. All right. So the two of you stealth off, get closer. You still stay within about a, you know, you get maybe more about halfway there uh, between where you are and where your, your fellowship members are. You are close enough that you can kind of observe those stones without actually going through them. I'll tell you this, Gilly, one of the things you do recognize, and it's good that you are here, is that you see that each of them bears a carved rune of some kind, a language, something. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you would find these familiar as you've seen them on the hills of Rudaur before. There was a moment where you all were traveling. This was so very long ago, and... This um, this standing stone on this this dark hill in Rudar. This is your first trip here. Kind of caused this strange moment of of coldness to overtake. Uh, mm. I think it was Arinial and you. Yeah, and I passed and it grabbed Arinial and left a, a frost burn mark on her arm. Right. This these look mm-hmm. very similar to that. Now the, it's hard to say if the runes are exactly right. You'd have to get a little closer, but. Because you're here specifically, Gilly, that is likely what will come to mind as you see these things. And they are scattered about. Uh, and you can tell that there aren't many routes towards the tower that would completely avoid coming relatively close to a radius around these things. That's one thing you would notice. Mm-hmm. The second thing you notice as you guys circle around, there is there is like a, a ramp that leads up probably another half mile or so up a ridge and then flattens like the land just flattens above to the northwest you would think that's the route that would take to the tundra that goes to to Karndum. there it, it, i would say calling it a road is overstating it but it's certainly flat land like it's it doesn't look like it's a difficult path whatsoever 
The third thing you would notice is that there are is no back door, Daggett, but there are up the tower, there are what appear to have been once balconies of some kind. You can see the rubble, the crumble, where whatever the standing spot would be. And it feel it looks as though the entire entry point has been overrun with ice. It's like this full, thick, sheeted ice that seems to cover where those are. But you can very clearly see the arcs where those openings would have been. Uh, and then when you come around, um, I'll say, give me, an, give me a scan test, actually, as you kind of come and circumvent all the way around. And then you start kind of passing these wargs. I did roll to see if the wargs would detect you, and you can definitely see that they're not. But if you were to get any closer, I'm going to re-roll it. But right now, they don't seem to have drawn. The, but you have you don't seem to have drawn their attention. Scan you want to roll the scan, Gilly? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, ten, eighteen, twenty-two. Uh, so success, but no extra. Okay. They look, you see that there's some, like some of them are injured. Like you can see that they, they, they've suffered of some kind, like, like a few of them have, and, and they're not old wounds, but you can tell some of them have like these, these patches of matted down fur where you can tell is likely blood. Um, it's, they're not like bleeding onto the ground necessarily, but you can tell that they're recent wounds. What do you think that could be, Gilly? They had a run-in with something fierce. Could I do, like, a visual healing test? No, I mean, the scan test is what you can get from a distance. Like, if you want to do a heal test, you would literally have to be, like, examining them. Yeah, no. If you Uh, want to go do that, though. I do not. I am Um, supporting you in those efforts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, could I do like, cause, cause I, how I'm picturing this is, is Daggett's kind of leading and Gilly's following. Um, and she's making notes of the stones and she's kind of peeking at the wargs, but mostly leaving that to Daggett. Um, and she's also kind of obsessively watching the tower to make sure no one has noticed us. Could I do a danger awareness role? Like, cause she's just checking to make sure like... Uh, there's sure. no oncoming. Sure. Yeah, you can roll awareness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just, it's just sort of a general danger sense, basically, right? Yeah. Exactly. Make All sure right. nobody's coming out or anything. Uh, that's a great success. Okay. Um. Two things. Since you got a great success, two successes, basically. So I'll give you two things. One, as you all, as the two of you went around the tower, when you look up, the very top of the tower is dark. Whereas, like, it almost darkens up to the top. And there's, like, a swirling mist that's kind of around the area, just in general, in Angmar, pretty much everywhere you go. But you can see that it seems to be almost darker towards the top in some ways. And you never get the sense, Gilly, as you travel around, that you're not seen. Like, the whole time around, you just feel something's eyes are on you. 
However, no orcs come running out of the tower. No wargs seem to even notice you. But you feel the hairs in the back of your neck kind of, you know, rise up kind of feeling. Maybe you look behind standing stones or this or that just to see if something hidden is looking at you and you never quite see it, but you feel it. The second thing is as you all are coming around from the the northwesternly side and you get close to that ramp that goes up to that flattened tundra, you can see like a wisp of fog and earth and dust, almost like this little mini, mini like cyclone, uh, very small. Like it's, it's, it's nothing big at all. It's just the wind kind of tussling around. But as you watch, it almost seems like it's tumbling all the way down the ridgeline in your direction. And it just dissipates maybe within about 30 or 40 feet of you and Daggett. And as it does, you hear a voice just you think it might be wind but it sounded like a voice couldn't really imagine exactly what it said but it was a very rough sounding as that little cyclone dispersed did it seem like black speech at all uh that i i don't think you got enough okay got it I think we've seen enough. Perhaps we should rejoin the fellowship. Yes. Uh, as as they've been kind of tracking this patrol, um, Tara is very specifically looking at this group uh, from the distance that they have to see if there's any sigils or anything that can be uh, brought up and or anything that uh, strikes anything um, and secondly would like to inspect the um, entrance and any carvings or anything and uh, I do have uh, shadow lore as mm-hmm. as uh, or shadow wood or whatever that is called sorry um Shadow lore. Of, it's, your, of it's your it's your distinct yes. it's it's a distinctive yes. feature given to you by That's Ranger. Exactly yeah. right. Um, I'm wondering if that comes into play at all for either of these. Okay. Uh, so let's do let's do a scan test for you as well as you're looking out towards. Actually, where did scan? I'll give you a lore test. Hell yes. And take let's an extra die. You'll take, an, <laughs> you'll take a die from the shadow lore. If you wanted to spend a hope, you can do it inspired and get two two dice if you wanted to spend a hope. Because your shadow uh, lore will apply here. Uh, yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Yeah, you're not at all later. in danger of being miserable. <laughs> you're fine. Amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a 30 or two sixes. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for suggesting the hope in the X-Try, because that's the one that (laughs) came up as a six. (laughs) I am a fan of you guys, so I want you all to do great before I kill you. All right, so. (laughs) No, I mean, all the highs before you kill us is what Mm -hmm. makes the death so epic. Everyone (laughs) will fly. All right. You never see Gilly Kettlegrass in any of the stories. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Never pops up. laughs> why is that 
Um, <laughs> she okay. got married. I'm about, I'm about to hurt. <laughs> I'm about to hurt y'all a little bit. Who? Tara. Oh, well, we're going to put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. Who gilly <laughs> Tara, as you're looking out at these, at these wargs, you're a little bit further away. But maybe you get a, a touch closer. Maybe you don't, not to the point where I'm going to require a stealth test, but you get a little closer, kind of use your your, your eyes, squint a bit. The fog lifts at, at the, just the, the perfect time. And you watch as these wargs who are, they're not laden the way horses might be with packs and saddles and things like that, but they do have straps. They do have some things that are crudely tied to them here and there. And... While you don't notice any like orcish displays of insignia, there is something you do very much see, uh, and that there is a a garment, a blood-soaked garment that seems to be draped over the rear of one of these wargs and tied around um, what almost looks like a like a like a saddle that looks very much like this insignia, the tunic that some of those from Tharbad wear. Tara's heart plummets. <laughs> and uh, she grabs onto Renil and is visibly kind of shocked and, and shaken. What? What? That- that that's those are Thorbad's and and she can't finish that sentence. Oh, I I'm I'm sure that they're I'm sure they've been su- successful. I'm I'm sh- I'm sure there's a, a, another uh, explanation, and she's sort of looking to. Daggett and Floyd for um, support because she is trying desperately to be comforting to her friend, but she uh, is not quite being truthful. It is a that that is a mark of victory. You do not carry the blood-soaked vestments of your enemy if you have lost. We did, did. We not send them to gather the vestments of others and hide. Maybe he would have needed to rid himself of his clothes to take on the clothes and stealth inside. And <laughs> the end. She kind of uh, tries tries to steal herself, and it's not going well. <laughs> and and she starts kind of uh, fiddling with this new cloak pin that she didn't used to have. And now all of a sudden, she does, and Aran kind of goes up to it and, and just starts kind of feeling it. I almost kind of like worrying at it, like as if it was a lucky rabbit's foot or something that that you can just kind of 
fidget like a fidget spinner. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, should should we? And she sort of looks to the captain of the group. Should we go and investigate? So uh, before Daggett and Gilly returns, I do want to check in with Floyd. Floyd, was there anything you were doing while Gilly and Daggett did their their scout while Tara like peered at the wargs and had the conversation with Arinia? Was there anything that Floyd was doing in all this time? Yeah, while we're on the outskirts, try to get an idea of what this building may be for, maybe what it's overlooking. Sure. Um, okay, you can roll a battle. You can roll... Um, you know, you can, you can, I would say a battle probably makes the most sense. You can make a lore test as well if you wanted. I'll go battle here. Okay. Now with two pips, I failed. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a tower and it's, it's a watchtower. It seems like that's, that's the obvious answer. Whether there's more to it, you're not sure, but, but very easily that that's something that anybody would probably put to it. Um, but whether there is a alternative use of it, you're not sure. Then I'll just wait okay. for the others to return. We'll say then at this point, Daggett, Gilly, you return, Tara, Arineal, you've just had the conversation. Floyd, you've been sort of scouring your brain a bit here trying to figure out what this thing is for but all of you are now back together i'm gonna put the time of day evening time it's twilight sort of as the sun is going down in the west as we said uh so that's where we're at there are some dark spells upon this place yes uh arineal you remember um that stone i attempted to get etches from it and 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 it was cast magics against us I believe uh, you got that horrible frost burn on your arm and without thinking Arineal you've seen her she sort of clasped at her arm a bit uh, yes, I, yes I, can't, friend, I remember I can't confirm if these are the same but considering how and she turns to look at the tower frozen it seems to be it seems they're probably something similar um I couldn't, I didn't dare confirm the radius of the stones, um, of, of the magic. I'm glad you did not. We should avoid them, um, and possibly follow the same steps that the orcs did, as that seems to be a safe egress to enter. Um, we, and I noticed, look at the top of the tower. Um, it's so dark, uh, and I couldn't help but feel that we were being watched the entire time we were walking, um, but I couldn't identify anyone actually watching us. Um, nor, nor did we. We did not see anyone coming after you. It's unsettling. I, f- if I feel like it was coming from the tower. Uh, speaking of unsettling... Uh, Tara has I'm not sure if you noticed the bloodied clothing was uh, what Daggett noticed they were wounded 
Tharnau wargs were wounded recently. Tharnau specifically or Tharbad? Tharbad. And Arineal will sort of look over to Terra. You're muted. On those. Oh, oh there, there you are. Somewhere. You were just quiet. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, it was. Um, it, it was Tharbad's bloody insignia on their standard. And um, uh, what that says to me, and she sounds really hollow when, when she's speaking, and with a melancholy that is very uncharacteristic for, for Tara, was typically quite almost glib in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, it what it says to me is that they were at least ambushed and their numbers are significantly fewer if not field in their mission entirely uh, we don't we don't know that for sure and Gilly will reach over and, and rest a hand on your wrist Tharnell has something very important to fight for and, and she squeezes your wrist I don't believe that he would give up that easily you must have faith you must have hope and Titus is there anyways. I'm sure that they're fine. Matt, the uh, memory of Titus uh, Tara smiles. You've always had an excellent way of shoring everybody up around you. You see a light in the darkness when I both envy you and I don't for you've found love, but you found it here in all places. Completely around. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm scared enough for things to happen to my friends. I couldn't imagine someone that I felt like that for. But you must use that to your advantage to fuel your fire to fight this fight and to see things through. If you're okay with it, Ashley and Tara will hug Gilly. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, she turns to Daggett and Floy and Arenial. It's time for, should we move forward or wait until the orcs leave? From what I've heard, they've just returned from battle. This is the best chance we get. Catch them off guards. Use the night for cover. Okay. Um... It does seem once we get inside, we will have to check out the upper floors. I do worry that there is dark magic afoot up there, so we must be very careful. I would have said it's at least several yards. And Gilly just shakes her head. <laughs> I, I generally agree that cover of night is wise. Though if Gilly believes that we have been seen, would waiting for cover of night not allow for those inside to set up for their defenses? I can't this is their home. I, I don't know if they would defend it more than they already have. 
Do we know in meta storyteller? Do we know if like that orcs are stronger without sunshine? <laughs> uh, there are a lot of orcs, goblins, and various other creatures. Okay, that, uh, so that, that hate, might not literally hate sunlight. But you're also in Angmar, so when we're saying there's sun, it's not, it's not sure, like other it's it's the concept yeah. of sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. They're not, I, I like the 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 place is so overcast that if you were to draw them out and fight them out here, I would not, I would not we enact their the hate sunlight. Yeah, just because yeah. Of, it's just too dark and anywhere. So. Okay, so it t- time of battle doesn't affect our ability yeah. to have yeah. that battle. Not not in this case. It's it's probably not going to apply here. That's helpful, General. Thank you. I'm ready to move in. Same. All right. So you all are going to approach. Or are you just going to go right in that front, uh, that front archway? Uh, yeah, those yeah. balconies, like you said, they were frozen over. There'd be no way to really penetrate that ice, right? Uh, I mean, you'd have to get closer and hammer through it, and you don't know how thick it is. It looked fairly thick from where you were you know, when you're on the ground, but you would need to climb up a tapered vertical tower and then smash away at it. It's theoretically possible, but how difficult it would be and how long it would take, it's yeah. hard to tell. Yeah, and how loud and it would, would that give be? A, exactly. Yeah, I think we head towards the front door then. Okay. Stealth, definitely. Okay. Is there any now, benefit to trying to take out the org riders outside before going in or would that just stall our entry that has the potential to announce our entry even more especially if they start growling and yipping and well the thing is is that you're you're unlikely to be able to get through the gate to that front entrance point without getting very very close to these works like there's a hitching post like right outside the steps that go up into the tower and you would need to climb those steps. And so you're like walking right past that, the, the hitching post where they were kind of tied up to not saying you can't do it. Just, um, like there is that, there is that to, to think about. Like you can, you could do stealth. I would do stealth from everybody though, in this case, just to see uh, how that would go. Um, how many wargs is there, Jeff? You saw 12, uh, so 12 riders, 12 wargs. Okay. Okay. How flammable are the posts they're hitched to? You don't see a ton of wood in all of Ingmar, and what you do is sort of um, like petrified or frozen over. But I would say that Daggett was probably close enough to realize that they were wood. So probably. Mine's starting a little commotion before we head in. Good call. Good call. All right. They're going to be noisy anyways. We might as well start a fire and draw the attention. Okay. Okay, well, let's walk me through it then. So just to set the scene, large tower, stairs that go up to the entranceway, hitching posts at the base of the stairs, standing stones that are scattered all about. There's a very clear, narrow path where you can travel between them, which you've seen. Uh, So the question then is, who is doing what? Who is where? I just kind of want to kind of get an idea of like who is who is stealthing up, who is trying to 
set fire? How are you trying to set fire? Like, just, just walk me through how it is, and then I'll probably just take a few rolls, and we'll go from there. Um, I could try to set the fire by doing the fire arrow thing where I oil it up and shoot oh, a couple at the posts. That works. I'll head in directly, just avoiding the stones. Okay. Uh, are you... Okay. You're just going straight up the middle. Gilly, you're firing from a distance. Um, where are Irinion, Daggett, and Terra amongst all of this? Uh, Terra's going to be providing um, Gilly with sort of bodyguard duties. Okay. <laughs> just like with Gilly and kind of okay. ensure Gilly can do what needs to be done. That sounds great. Um, then Dag is sticking with Floy. All right, so the two of you are just going right up the middle. Are you trying to be stealthy or trying to avoid sight, or are you just going to charge in at the wolves as Gilly's arrows rain over, over your head? I'm charging at the rains. I'm not going to be stealthy. Okay. Good to know. And then Arineal. Um, I would say Arineal is going to be with Gilly and Terra. So, got a three and a two. Okay. So, Floyd, Daggett, the two of you begin trudging uh, kind of up the path. And then Gilly, you kind of get the arrows ready. You're getting them lighted. Uh, I mean, honestly, Arineal and Terra, if you have bows, there's no reason you also can't fire arrows, too. Like, oh, that's true. You, yeah, that yeah. could be quicker for us to get involved. So, um, so what I'll say is... Um, Floyd and Daggett, give me athletic tests to see how quickly you can kind of traverse the terrain and avoid any kind of pitfalls. Gilly, Arineal, Terra, both all give all three of you. If you if you're firing a shot, go ahead and give me a shot. Give me a give me a combat proficiency roll with a bow. Uh, and this yeah. is this is effectively going to sort of spur a combat, basically. Um, okay. So Daggett being the Sorry, go old ahead. man dwarf that he is. Uh, he's going to use his runes to spend a hope for an automatic success. Okay, that's uh, a great success, so right, Floyd? Yes. Okay, that ends up being a great success for me as well. All right, the two of you dwarves are natural sprinters, so you're, you're huffing, huffing, and then once you get kind of to the edge of the sanding stones, almost to the point where the wolves would be able to kind of perk up and see you. They've been eating, and now they're kind of a. Some of them are sleeping. Some of them are still eating. A few of them are are, are 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 probably in the in the position where they could perk up and see you. You two just bolt. You've moved past. You hear these strange sounds now that you're running between these spreaded spread standing stones. You hear this like cackling, like this <laughs> kind of like just coming out of nowhere, and nothing happens other than that. And this almost like they're just laughing at you as you run past. Uh, meanwhile. Arrows begin to fly over top of your heads. Gilly, Terra, Reniel, how'd you do with your shots? Uh, 17 with one six. Okay. Uh, so you see, and are you, and you're going, you're all are just trying to sort of set the, the hitching posts on fire, right? You're not necessarily trying to hit the, the, the works themselves. You're just trying to like cause a fire and get them to panic in some way. Right. Uh, that was my understanding. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'll say that you're able with with two successes, you see one of the one of the the sections where these these 12 wargs have been sort of tied loosely to just 
go up in this flame all of a sudden and it and it catches quickly uh gilly and arinio how'd you do regular success extraordinary all right uh gilly same thing yours you fire one and you quickly load another and you fire a second there's probably like four different batches tara and gilly you get yours up and they just start uh, start going up into into great and immense flame. Arineal, there's one more in the corner that you see that they miss. You take an extra second and you fire. It almost, as it's, as it's kind of coming down, it almost skips off the top of one of those standing stones, but it manages to land what looks like in like a pack of like orc gear that they just dropped on the ground. That bursts into the flames. And now there's a flame. There's like kind of this wall of flame that's that's separating the wolves from the wall of the tower. Uh, all of them perk up and you can hear a few of them start to bark and howl, but before they're able to do anything, Floy and Daggett, you've traversed enough ground and you are right on them. Go ahead and both of you can make an attack and then we will go into actual battle at this point. And let me know how you do. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They have one parry. So uh, adjust that for your, your target numbers. I'm a 17 great success. Okay. But they nice. roll Sauron though. Oh boy. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm bad at math. Uh, no worries. 16, 20. Uh, great success for me as well. Okay. Both of you give me your total damages. 14. 14. Okay. Uh, 14 as well. And Are if they both? have... Attribute seven or lower, they get knocked back. Okay. Are you targeting the same, separate? Separate. Okay. Both of you come leaping in and you bury your your axes into the backs of these creatures. You hear this, this horrific yelp that if they weren't such, if they weren't, our, their muzzles weren't already coated with blood, you might feel a touch sorry for them, but they rear back these huge fangs dripping with tissue and meat from their recent feeding. They are still alive. However, one of them Daggett, as they, as their head snaps out at you, you just take the, you take the butt of, uh, of your, of your ax. You just sort of knock this one off its feet and could have push it back into the fire. As I already had stated that that is there. And so they basically catch on fire. So one of these is caught on fire. All right. We're going to then, continue in a combat uh, I will go ahead and set up this really fast while you guys are uh, yeah so let's uh, so I said what, what did I say 12 okay yeah you said 12 so four six I thought he said seven I'm pretty sure I said <laughs> 20 all right so oh gosh it was four it was four. <laughs> when you that start making mean, tokens on the, like, there's a lot right when you start looking at <laughs> Right? Like, eek. All right, so let me add them to our character. Oh. Us dwarves will take three each. You all just have to take two each. It's not that big a deal. You guys, uh, just, uh, you guys just hate focus firing. Like, I even asked the question, like, yeah, you guys talking? No. We're <laughs> I, know. I noticed just hate that. focus firing. Okay. Um, like, well, we did so much damage. I mean, we don't want to waste any. <laughs> that could have been just, too much. I'm just going to put these just for sanity's sake into we'll say groups of three. Oh, I can't I shouldn't put it over there I don't want you to see that token that's a it's a special token 
And then I'm going to say, feels adorable. <laughs> you don't want to know what that token is, Maitre. You don't want to know what that one is. It's enormous. Okay. Go ahead and set your stances. I'm going to say for this round, that was like a kind of a surprise. I'm going to say a second opening volley. So anybody who was back in firing, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to apply on this round necessarily the rules for. Uh, the rules for a range. So if all three of you wanted to take another ranged attack, you're welcome to. Uh, so Tara, yes, please. Harry and Gilly, you can take a range attack. I do. You all would know enough uh, that start the combat are very for fast. Uh, oh yeah. Thanks. There we go. Okay. Should we be moving our tokens up closer to Gardum or, or- uh, if you, so I'm, I just moved them over a little bit. It just, this is all just like, um, Sure. Abstracted just for keeping sure, tra- track sure. of this. Got it. Got it. I I'm was asking specifically because it our Florian Dagger engaged with groups that we don't have line of sight to. Is that right? You have line of sight of them. You just you just shot arrows at them and you, okay. you set okay. fire so to the things they're hitched to. Mm-hmm. Got it. Thank you. Yep. And there is a fire basically. And that's that's going to be an issue here as well. And the dogs are all and the the wolves are all yelping. And you did know that there were about a dozen orcs that went inside. Um, Thank you. Reniel shot an arrow and missed. Okay. Uh, Well, we're going to go in order. So, Tara, actually, you're right. Now, we should do an opening volley first. So, Tara, so so Reniel, you shot an arrow. Gilly, you can go fire an arrow for we'll call it opening volley. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I got a sixteen. 25, so I hit uh, okay. 8 damage and roll for wound. Uh, okay. Uh, are you targeting any of the ones that Floyd or Daggett have attacked, or are you targeting something different? Um, I'm targeting the one that Floyd attacked. Okay. Alright. I will roll for it. I will roll my armor. Uh, let's see. Uh, that is an 18 on my protection roll. How is that? I needed a 16, so you pass. Okay, so, Floyd, you see an arrow just suddenly explode into the side of one of these wolves. And uh, it is still standing, but you can see that it's on the verge of collapsing to the ground. Everything that you fired miss. And Terra, meanwhile, was closing the distance and is now... Uh, going to sort of leap in now I am going to now set some targets so I'm going to give Tara her own set of three wolves to deal with I'm going to give Daggett his own set of three wolves to deal with I'm going to give Floyd his own set of three wolves to deal with and because these creatures do have a leaping ability you're going to see those are all going to start running after those that are firing the arrows all right Tara and Floyd you are the ones in your forward stances. Go ahead and roll away. Uh, Flo, you go ahead. I'm getting my day set up. Yeah, I'm going to swing at the war that's being pelted with arrows. Go for it, man. Regular success for seven damage. All right. You, as this thing suddenly shudders from this force of arrow and its side, looks up at you in this... It tries to snap at you. You see its its fangs coming out, and it's almost this mercy slaying at this point as you bring the axe back down, and it collapses underneath you as that one is now deceased. 
Cobra's okay. Cleaver having taken one out. Mm -hmm. It's nice. a cleaving ability. I can immediately attack a second engaged enemy. Go nice. for it. Nice. Also another success for seven. Seven points of damage. And as oh, this, yes. as one falls, this other you can see it you can see it's trying to pull off the tug of the of the hitching post, and the hitching post kind of collapses a bit as it does, and it snaps out at you, and you manage to catch it just because it was tethered. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, Terra. Uh, You're also 23 with my spear with uh, Gandhi. Okay. Uh, I need a roll for wound. Yeah. Yeah. Two, four, six, ten. That's an 11 on my protection roll. Uh, I have to give you? Uh, it's your injury rating of your weapon. I failed, so this is going to take a wound. Okay. Uh, Tara, describe how you kill this thing. Is it is going Amazing. to take a wound? Yeah, one shot. Uh, this is that uh, so soldier training, and she has a renewed resolve from having seen uh, what we <laughs> may not be, Tharno's cloak. Um, on the back of one of these things. And uh, so she jabs her spear behind its windpipe and just yanks it forward. Uh, and you just, and it it just tries to howl, but it's just this guttural eruption of like blood and saliva as it falls. Okay. Uh, we'll go into open stance. Arineal, you can see having snapped free from the aflame hitching posts and chasing after those of you that have been fire arrows, you can see on the this sort of path between these sets of standing stones, three of these wolves are leaping and running and leaping and running. You know that wolves, these, sometimes they have this, this great leap ability. They can kind of close the distance, quickly drop your bow, pull up the sword and kind of stand your, stand the ground between yourself and Gilly as three wolves begin to surround you. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, I, uh, I definitely just kind of attack the one that's right in front of me. Okay. Um, would you say, I know last session when I had just got the injury, we kind of dropped Minozagar down to being one handed instead of two handed. Mm -hmm. Um, I still have the injury. I'm down to like three days left with it. No, um, I, think, say it's I think still one handed. No, you can use it. Okay. You can use it. Okay. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, that is uh, a success and two sixes. Which uh, give me the total damage or whatever it is you want to do with those sixes. Yeah. So if I put all of them to damage, that would be five plus 14, 19. 19 points. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of them comes charging in, and you almost just brace yourself. You just hold Minozagar out, and it just comes leaping up at you as if it's trying to get over top of you onto Gilly, and you thrust the sword right into its belly. You see a chunk of its its innards just fall and collapse onto you. It falls to the ground as well, scatters about, slips, stands up, and despite losing an organ or two from your cut, it is still up and ready to snap at you. Oh, damn. Daggett, protection, or you're in protection or defensive stance. Uh, you yeah. knocked one of them back. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to hit it the one one of the two that was not knocked back, and I'd like to take okay. an audience die if we have them. Go Got right it. ahead. Oh, that is a horrible, horrible roll. Um, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, that's a 
miss. I rolled a one, one, two, two, three. So Oh my gosh, that's, that's like my previous roll. Just really low numbers. Okay. So you swing and swing, and they are just too... I mean, they're very elusive. You can tell they're injured. They're moving a little bit more sluggishly, but you, for some reason, are as well. You just feel that... I'm winded the from weight, the sprint. It's also the weight of Block Fong seems heavier. You go to swing down, and you can see like it just moves a little bit more slowly in some ways. It almost feels as if... As if the gravity, the fall of the blade itself is not quite on the angle in which you were trying to exert. And it collapses onto the ground, the warg dodging out of the way. Gilly, you see Arineal has put herself between you and a group of, of wargs, but they are eyeing you fiercely. What would you like to do? Um, I want to attack the same one that um, Arineal attacked. Okay. I got a great success. Okay. Uh, uh, and it's a nine, the... so that's still because of my weapon rolls for a weapon uh, for a wound. Give me the da- always give always give me the damage first because sometimes it makes the point moot. Um, eight. Okay, so that's enough. That's enough to take it out. So it. this cool. thing scrambles up to its legs. You can see it organs falling out of the slash and it's about to lunge again at a when we hear just the whistle of an arrow over your shoulder and it just gets it right in the neck in front of you a and then that just lets it collapse finally to the ground all right okay uh i am going to roll a die to see if the orcs have heard any of this yet okay and I'm going to roll a die to see how much damage the one that you knocked into the fire would be taking. Okay. It stumbles out, Daggett. It's fur ablaze, but it is not yet dead. Um, all right. So I'm going to do a couple rolls here. Uh, we'll start with Terra. Each of them get one attack, so I'm just going to do two attacks. Uh, on Terra, first... First one's going to go. It's going to try to snap and bite at you. Uh, It's going to be 23 with one success. I will use that success to to use the pierce ability to kick my my feet die up and make you make a injury test, a protection roll. Uh, can you remind me mm-hmm. what I need to roll? I don't D- roll protection very often. Yeah, it's a D12 plus a number of D6s equal to your armor. You're wearing a leather shirt and the helm of the Red Hills, so you have two D6s. So roll a D12 Sweet. and two D6s versus uh, you need a 14. Okay. Uh, uh, I got a 14. Okay. So this... The, the jaws clamp down on you. You feel the full force of it on your wrist, but it doesn't quite pierce through the skin, but you feel your bones of your forearm kind of crunch. You're still going to take six points of damage, uh, but you are not going to take the injury. While you're trying to get your arm free, the second one on you will also snap and will miss. You manage to just shove it off with your with your left arm. As I rolled more ones than I think any person should ever have to ever roll at the same time. <laughs> then 
Floy, on you, you are in forward stance too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's going to be... Uh, I'm in the 20s um, with a 6, but I'm not close enough to do anything with it. So I'm just going to make it a heavy blow. And you're going to take 12 points of damage as this thing lunges yeah. out. Gosh. And it finds a spot, perhaps where the mithril is not quite covering and you just feel the teeth sink into maybe like a bulging portion of your hip or the underside of your belly and you just feel the teeth sink in. The second one will do the same. Uh, and I will do the same thing I did with Terra. as again, I'm in the 20s. Um, I'm going to do another piercing blow. So take five more points, Floy. I'm sorry. Um, six more points of damage of endurance loss, and then make a uh, make a protection roll against fourteen. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, so you just take the damage from that. Uh, let's see. Arenial. There's two on you. Eight, ten. That's a twelve. That's a miss in the first one. It's a ten, twelve. That's a fifteen. So this fifteen hit Arenial. No. Okay, that's a miss as well. Okay, so both of them are snapping out. They're stumbling over the carcass of their other, uh, and they're unable to get you. Daggett, only two are going to get onto you as the other one had to stumble back. You are in defensive stance, so I lose a die. Uh, Eleven's a miss. Uh, Okay, Uh, that's a 10 on my feet die. 16, 21, 23 in total. I do have one extra six. This is going to hurt, actually. Um, make a protection roll against 14 and then also take 12 points of damage. Good gracious. So defensive knockback is a feature. You can half that damage, but you're going to have three biting on me next turn. Even with the piercing blow, you can Uh, take a knockback even with the piercing. Yeah, I mean, he's still yeah, going to take so, the damage, and he still has to make the the protection roll, but he can take knockback to lessen to half the damage, basically. Got it. Thank you. 25 okay. on the protection. I'm going to take all 12. Okay. Uh, 25 is too high, actually. So, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You, it's like you just go around. It's like a clock. I'm overqualified. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and that is it for their attacks. Uh, the orcs are not storming out of the tower yet, so it's possible they did not notice. We go to the top of the round. Uh, Tara and Floy are still in forward stance. Is that where you want to be? Uh, I'm going to modify mine. Okay. All right, then Floy, you're still in forward stance. You get these two in front of you. Go right ahead, man. I'm a bit more weary, but I'm going to return the favor on this wolf here. Do it. I went forward too to switch. Yeah, boy. And everything is below three, so that's a one. Oh, that Sauron? sucks because you're weary. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. We really Wait, are going to die here. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what Jeff it? says? You hear it? No, it's, it's fun. Yeah, a couple, couple of weeks ago, we all made uh, the play for having eagles swoop in and save us. So I'm sure <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Floyd, you hear that same cackling come from a few steps behind you. You turn around, you look over your shoulder, 
as you're kind of trying to dodge the attacks of this wolf, you see for a moment something emerge from one of those standing stones. It reminds you of the creature you fought when you were in the angle. Uh, the uh, the one, the, the wraith that kind of assaulted your dreams. Just for a very moment, you just see this undead face come out and you feel a gust of ice and snow, this dark bolt kind of come in your direction and almost sort of sends you flying. I need you to roll a wisdom test. Uh, so this is against, this is a shadow test against okay. sorcery. So this is I have a wisdom. three wisdom. Okay, man. That's a fail. Oh, okay. Floyd. Floyd, take two points of shadow. Total. And Long, what do you think is the most memorable wound? What is the wound that Floyd remembers most? That when the the weather is cold and you can feel it aching or in your dreams, maybe it comes back to you at some point. What is what is the wound that most that you most remember as Floy? It's definitely one that was underwater and that piece with tentacles poisoned me. Mm-hmm. So that discoloration in my chest it, it like burns there. You cough and you see this dark water erupt from your mouth out of nowhere. You watch as it spills down your clothes over the exposed portions of Mithril where these wolves have managed to tear free and you see it splash onto the wound that the wolf just bit into. And you realize in this sudden horror that the wound that you suffered from that thing in the water beneath the Rudauer Keep has reopened. You are wounded and it's the same wound that you took when you were back in the back in that in that Rudauer Keep. So go ahead and mark wounded. Okay. Yikes. Daggett. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Should be. <laughs> I'm taking another audience die because I've been rolling horribly. And I uh, asked if you guys uh, focus fire. Guys, so we should just turn around and let Angmar keep napping. Like, <laughs> shouldn't wake Angmar. <laughs> I am I not think it was going to be the wolves one. that killed you. I thought it would be the other things inside that are going to kill established. you. We're, We're not like, even going to get. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is three successes. Uh, so I can't make it piercing. So I'm just going to do uh, 21 uh, endurance. And if it's 10 or less, it gets knocked back. Is this one of the ones you've tacked before? No, I said it's a new one. New one? Okay. Uh, it will. It's still alive, but you will knock this one back into the fire as well. So I'll have one of them knocked back into the fire. I'll roll it now as it's very close to death. I'm just going to roll the feet die to see if, how much damage is going to take from the fire. And as you knock this thing back into the fire, you see one of the hitching posts and where, the, where some... Some equipment had been stacked up and is now ablaze, collapses on the top on top of it and actually kills it as it did four points of of uh, environmental fire damage on it, which was enough to kill it. Okay, so you do in fact take one out. All right. 
A Rineal is an open stance. You've got two on you. You're trying to keep keep Gilly f- able to continue firing. What would you like to do? Yes. Uh, I'm going to take five for favored. Uh, see if I can do a good roll with this. So I'm going to pick another one in this group to attack. The number of so ones wow. that have been rolled today is so... I hear you. I hear Gosh darn unacceptable. <laughs> there were a couple that I rolled uh, against uh, Tara where I'm like, that's a lot of ones. Did I roll the right time? Just like, it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like start it's the session over, guys. You. Let's rewind it like an hour and a half. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We're playing one round today. <laughs> Waking of Angmar campaign. We're getting very close to the end here. And I really mean that this time. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So good news and bad news. Um, it is a success with no extra sixes, but I did roll a nine on both of my feet die. So it uh, will be, it's a keen weapon. So that's going to roll for possibly a wound. wound it. Okay. Nice. All right. So I got to roll. All right, so these do have, they do actually have thick hide, so it does give them some armor against this. Uh, that's going to be an 18. 18 is the injury rating of the weapon. Okay, then I'm good. I needed to hit. That's the target. That's the target number. Well, phooey. <laughs> so then does it still just do the straight five damage? Uh, for oh, just no, you're still going to do the success? damage. The damage is still okay. going to go through, yeah. Like, no doubt. All right. Whole right. five. You're just close. I, I actually rolled pretty well. I rolled a six, uh, an eight. Hang on, let me do the math again. Six and eight, a two and a two. Okay. okay. Next up, Terra. You've got two on you. Okay. Um, let's say uh, 24. Uh, oh, yeah. Would have been 25, but uh, one of them's a one when I'm sure. wary, so got rid of that. But okay. I did get a Gandhi. All right, that I got to roll another. Uh, another. All right, that's worse. That's sixteen. Injury ratings nineteen. Okay, describe how you kill this one. Same ruthless efficiency of taking out the windpipe, and just a resolve as she is splattered in blood. <laughs> So two of them now lay at your feet. One of them is clinging to your forearm as you're trying. You keep trying to get it off you. As this was the one that was able to bite you. The other two lay on at your feet. You are taking them out. They are only a might one creature, and they don't have a ton of endurance. Nice. Basically, I'm just kind of calling like you guys out for six being, of yeah. them. It would have been okay. The twelve <laughs> is where yeah. it was I know. I totally agree. Which is why I said, "Hey, there's twelve of them." <laughs> oh no, we were totally <laughs> You said well, but your accent made it sound like six. <laughs> I actually misunderstood the plan. I thought the wolves were tied up and we were going to go past them. I towards did girl mass, you know. Just buy one, get one free. I just, just don't them. understand you Americans. That's what it came down to. <laughs> I do feel like if you would have run past them inside, fought the orcs inside, and then and then eventually they come free. You guys would have got sandwiched between orcs yeah. and orcs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're just feeling some 
You guys are fine. Everything's fine. Gilly, you're up. Uh, Mel, I would like to purchase two dice, and I am hitting the one that Arenial already hit. Okay. Hopefully. You can do this. Oh, God, ones. Uh, I rolled a bunch of ones and still succeeded earlier, so... You guys roll so many dice, you probably should most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then sometimes we don't. Are you... You're not weary. It's just Flantero weary. Arrhenial is not weary. Rolling a d12 and 14 d6s. 19. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so I rolled 19, so it hits. Okay. Um... I have a eight on my tens die, and I got a six, so I'm going to spend it to make it a nine, so that you roll for a wound. Gotcha. Base you're four damage. You're targeting the one that she are that she already. Oh, she that's already a hit. terrible roll. So that's a four, a two, a two, and a one. So that's a that's a that's a wound, Ashley. So, describe how you you take out the one that uh, that is on Arrhenial. So. Gilly's been kind of behind Arrhenial and this is when and like her point of attack is she kind of like steps out behind Arrhenial and quickly shoots so this one she shoots she just kind of catches it again just kind of straight through the jugular Mm -hmm. uh, and it just doesn't nicely land but it definitely hits in there and it kind of sputters and then falls to the ground All right. well I mean you've gotten through half of them so the good news is, is that there are six wolves. You all wanted six. <laughs> there are, in fact, six wolves. <laughs> 20 minutes longer to get there. All right, let's go through it then. Uh, we'll start with uh, Tara, because you only got the one on you. Tara, you're in defensive, yep. so yep. it's going to be one must die against you. Uh, and I rolled a Gandy, so screw that. And it's a nine, so you're okay, Ooh. actually. Uh, so Tara's doing pretty well. Uh, let's go over to Daggett. You've got two on you. You're in forward stance. Uh, actually, you knocked one away. So only uh, one. No, the go- one I knocked away died. Oh, yeah, that's right. The other one came up because it got caught on fire. All right, you're right. Uh, it's 8, 10, 12, 15. I mean, yes, I knocked one away. Uh, 15 <laughs> is my parry. So tied. Uh, that is ex- pizza pizza. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah, that, that's the target number. I got to roll that. Uh, so six points of damage, nothing special. Um, so let's see. I am weary. More than Mm. half the party is now weary. Mm. All right. Second attack on you. God, freaking Gandalf. Sorry. Uh, He's my best friend, to be fair. It is a 12. God dang it. All right. So the second one doesn't go through. It's another Gandhi. We bonded over bad cheese. Wait, I thought I was your best friend. <laughs> no, no. You got a lot more cheese to give before you, you get to that point. Uh, one is on a Rineal. Rineal, you're in open stance. Okay. Uh, well, that's two sixes, but also two ones. So that's a 14. Nope. All right, so that's going to miss. And then I save the best for last as we go over to Floyd, who is wounded, who is outnumbered, and who is in forward stance. Yeah. (laughs) So that's going to get the wolves. Oh, fuck. Let me take that shadow point. I cannot believe the number of ones I'm rolling today. Uh, All right. It's still going to be an 18, but I rolled three ones on that. 
18 to hit. How's that, Floy? It is. Okay, it's only it's only straight. It's only the base damage. I didn't get anything good. Any sixes, six points of damage. As they go right after the same wound. Still standing. Let's find out. Uh, all right. Oh, that's a much. Oh, freaking a. That's a much better roll. Um, ten. That sounds bad for Floyd. Twenty-four no with two sixes. That's not good. Uh, oh, however, I did roll very low on the feet die, so I'm not going to do a wound. I'm, so I'm just going to do heavy blows, which means you're going to take 18 points of damage to your endurance. Oh, God. I'm going to take half of that and still go down. <laughs> still go down. <laughs> <laughs> I took a peek at your sheet, so I knew where you were at. <laughs> All of you noticed oh. that Floy falls. And the wolves are just biting and snapping away at him. And... You can see Kobar's cleaver clatters to the ground. Not only that, the doors to the keep open, and you see pouring out from it are what appear to be not all of the orcs. That's that's silly, but you do see there are two orcs that are starting to run down the steps in your direction. Uh, one of them stops halfway down, and you hear them call back, and you assume that they're probably, you know, calling for help. All right, but the only only the two of them will be in this round. Go back to you all. Your turn. What'd you like to do? Uh, time to start retreating, guys. Yeah. You certainly can. So it takes an athletics to get away. If you're not in a real uh, oh my gosh, we or never was, look at these oh, rules. Let's the look these up. Yeah, last time I remember rules. doing it was a uh, author and goal. I'm pretty sure I have it in here. Um, hang on, you need to. Okay. Um. So you need a. It's something about you have to be in defensive stance, and you do have to take like make an attack, and then you have you to be successful. successful. Then yeah. you're able to retreat. Oh. Yep, that's right. Uh, page 104. Thank you. All right. Uh, so I don't so change my stance. 104. If you're rearward, you can choose training. to escape when your turn comes. Otherwise, it's a defensive stance. Uh, Steven, it's page 103. 104 <laughs> is the start of the council chapter. You guys want to have a council with these wolves? It's right above that. It's fly you fools in that little box on the top right. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Okay. All right. So yeah, first superior stance. Okay. So anybody and Floyd's on the ground, being eaten by wolves. Uh, Thread Cat said Google Translate didn't do very well with it. What they basically said was, "Hey, there's a dead, there's a dead dwarf out here. What's, what's this dead dwarf doing out here?" <laughs> oh, no. All right. So are you guys abandoning Floyd? No. Yeah. Well, no. no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they, they I mean, we can run away and not abandon him. It's Samir and Conan, but yeah, it's fine. He's way better looking than Floyd. <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> that's all right. the criteria for abandonment or not. And, yes. You know, I'm here <laughs> for a shallow that, person. Come on. I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> Thank you, my dream. All right. Uh, 
stances through around two two orcs have entered into the fray they have shouted back it is it is just a matter of time before more orcs come pouring out what they've been doing inside you don't know there are six wolves remaining some of which have been injured uh, but there are six wolves remaining and there are now two orcs that are getting ready to run in the, run into the fight uh the one that kind of lingered and shouted back you can see that they are pulling their their bow down actually but the other one is charging into the fray I'm going defensive, and I'm going to try and get Floy on the way up. Okay. Can you go rearward and get him on the way out? Uh, only one person can be in rearward. Technically, I don't know if we can still even have one person because we're outnumbered. But we can't have two people in rearward unless we outnumber them. Which is sort of weird, because if we're all running, then we're all going to well, be in number two form. is otherwise they can assume a defensive stance rolling for their attack normally. If their attack rolls success, they yeah. do not inflict any damage. Oh, so I see. That's option. what you're doing. So okay. you don't have to go into rear. Right. Yeah, that's what Steve's doing. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm being defensive. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to say since you're trying to get Floyd Daggett, I'm going to make it ill-favored to try to do both at the same in the same that's turn. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. The rest of you, Gilly and Tara and, and Ari, what are you, uh, what are you putting yourselves in? Uh, I'm staying in defensive, um, okay. so sh shouldn't modify anything. Okay. Uh, I'll go to defensive if I have to. All right. You can stay um, rearward. Like you can be the one in rearward. Pretty sure. I'm you thinking of asking rearward. about the count. I'm sorry. What? You've been in rearward. You can stay in rearward. The rest of us can go in defensive. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so you terms. can retreat just for an action. You don't have to make a check, Gilly. I am going to. All right, I'm just rearranging the targets since Floyd is down, and there's two more fights. I'm gonna say one of the orcs is gonna hop down and get into into close stance into uh, into melee with with Terra and this other wolf. The other one remains on the steps, bow drawn. One of the wolves that was chomping away at Floyd uh, will uh, will kind of charge down that path towards where Arineal has been standing. Uh, and then I'd say the third is, let's see, I'll fifth, I'll, I'll roll randomly to see what goes after. It's going to go after, it's also going to go after Reneal. All right. So there's two that are coming down the, that pathway between the standing stones in the direction of Reneal. Okay. Floyd is down. So we're not going to pay attention to his turn. Reneal, we come, so all of you are in defensive stance. Reneal, Terra, Daggett, what do the three of you do? Try to get away. Okay, so in order to do so, we're doing the fly you fools like Steven found. You roll your attack normally. If you roll, if your roll is a success, you don't inflict any damage, but instead you manage to leave the battlefield instead. If your attack roll fails, you remain engaged. Congratulations. Okay. Uh, or sorry. Probably sorry. Uh, it seems like God, that. I got a six to save my life this time. Um, but oh, I, so I did great succeed. Success. Okay, so Tara, you guys succeed. You, you succeeded on your, on your on your attack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so with a twenty six on a Gandhi. And you're trying to retreat as well. I or am. You, okay. All right, I, so. I am, and uh, assist with uh, Floyd, getting Floyd off battlefield if I might. Uh, okay. Well, if two people are going to be doing that with Floyd, because I was going to make it ill-favored to try to do it all at once for Daggett. I will still keep it ill-favored, but since you're helping, I'll say that Daggett can get a bonus die. Okay. Um, okay. 
so the orc hops down you shoulder the orc they kind of stumble into the wolf and the two of them become tangled up and that allows you to run back um do you run through the standing stones or do you run down the path uh path okay i'm just saying there doesn't seem to be any danger no enemies or anything like that within that field of standing stones. i'm tempted <laughs> well dag it uh, actually no i think we're gonna do airy airy how'd you do on your roll Great success. Great success. Uh, same thing for you. You're able to, as these two wolves come storming, racing at you, and a third one was already on you, you manage to take the kind of flat part of your sword, smack it across uh, the side of this warg who goes stumbling down. The other two kind of, cl- you know, kind of sort of slam into it. Now you have three wolves that are trying to, to get back to their feet. Gives you an opportunity to start running. Dag it. Very important role. Ill-favored bonus die is Tara. If you fail, Tara is back in the fight. Because she stayed back to help you. Fine. That is totally fine. The ill-favored takes away that 10 and makes it a 2. However, it's still a 17, which is a pass. Uh, They've got plus 2 parry, right? I needed 13 plus whatever. Okay, so I needed 14. Uh, So it's a great success. All right. You and Tara... Each of you grabs an arm and you begin to haul away as these wolves we start are going dealing different with directions. Fire. Yeah, and you pull his arm out of its socket, uh, <laughs> but you run past. Okay, Gilly, you are in rearward, so you uh, you just, you run. just yeah, run. You don't have to do anything. No roll for you. All right, so all of you begin running. You leave the battlefield. You hear shouts from behind you. You hear a horn go off, a familiar kind of orcish horn. You've heard them, you know, a hundred times before. It's nothing new. Uh, but you can also see that there's, there's. it's not like they're giving up chasing you. Uh, so you do see as the wolves are torn, it seems, between following the commands of these orcs as any one of you that looks over your shoulder, you see a handful of more orcs are, are, are coming down the steps. You hear the sounds of, air, of of arrows flying through the air, landing at your feet left and right and left and right. But you do manage to kind of slide down that, that ridge uh, to the south side, southeastern side of the tower, and you go tumbling into this dark ravine. Sun has fallen. You all have managed to, to get away from battle. But you have not managed to elude them. There are very fast wolves. So I'm going to say I need give me a plan for how you all manage to actually hide here. Like, how do you how do you you're, you're carrying a, a, a limp dwarf and you are being chased by wolves and you're being chased by orcs. So how are you trying to elude them or hide from them? What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking uh trying to do something to kind of throw them off our scent so i'm thinking orineal is despite having the wound is actually endurance wise doing okay so i think she would try to kind of take this kind of some part of her um attire and sort of go off in a direction to try to kind of gather their scent and you know kind of like okay you want run, to lead them away. run something like mm-hmm. up a tree or something and then kind of circle back to everybody else. Uh, let's do a hunting roll. I think your hunting knowledge will probably apply here as you're 
you're kind of using okay. it almost in reverse. Uh, so give it, give us a hunting roll. All right, I'm just gonna take one for this because it's already uh, favored. Regular success. Okay. Hey, it's still a success. Um, who else is contributing to something to this? Is Gilly or Daggett or Tara, are you doing anything that you think to help elude or hide or whatever it might be? What are we doing? Um, Gilly recommends maybe for if Daggett's willing to help um, stealth like the entrance, like hide it. Um, and she'll, I'm thinking Gilly will kind of want to do something where she travels out a little bit, cuts herself and wipes her blood on arrows and just starts launching her arrows in different directions to create other possible scent locations. Okay. Um, I think nice. that let's roll hunt again for it. Cause it sounds like you're doing a similar thing to, to Ari. We just established a role. So I think that makes sense. Let's do, let's do that again. Okay. Um, Mel, if I could get two dice, please. Get it. Let me know how you do. 9, 10, 11, 16, 17. Oh, thank God. I needed a 16. Um, okay. I pass. All right. Just Any pass. extra? Just regular? No. Okay. Uh, so, Ari, you, you go off in one direction. You're trying to lead some away. You hear the sounds of snarls and howls, and you can tell that some have pulled off in your direction. Gilly, you venture in a, in a completely different direction from Rini. You cut yourself. You see you wrap something quickly around your forearm. You get some some of the blood onto the arrows and you just fire and far away from off to the south off to the west like away from the whatever path you might be on and you can see that it groups like you're definitely spreading them out uh they're thinning them a bit and so some are going this way you also can notice that some of the orcs have actually gotten on top of some of these wargs again as they're riding off in this direction or that direction uh daggett or Terra, how are you contributing i'm looking for a uh place that we that that is sort of a the nukiest the craniest of of uh, where we are that we could probably like tuck into i like the nukiest that's that's <laughs> that is honestly one of the greatest words i've ever heard in my life um, i will take an explore or a scan uh if one of those sounds better than the other Explore to you. sounds great because I can use a thing on my helm. All right. My perfect. Yeah. Does some shit. The helm of the red hills. <laughs> the scouts of Cardolan. Granting 1d6 when using the skill to find a path out of wilderness and allowing the player to achieve a magical success. So you could you could actually achieve a magical success with this. What is it? You spend a hope. Is that right? One hope. hope. Yep. Yeah. Spend one, one hope to get an automatic success. You still roll because you might get additional successes. Sure. But you automatic if you want to spend a hope. Yes. Please. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and do your roll. As you, you're looking around. For a moment, it almost feels like this last dying light of the sun far to the west that's almost completely oblivious to the fact that Angmar exists suddenly courses through the land and blinds you for a moment your hand goes up to your brow and rests ever so ever so slightly on the sigil the red hills with the stars over top of it of Cardolan, the long dead successor kingdom to Arnor 
and you look around and you see just for a, a brief moment that that light lands on a wall of ice and stone and you see a crevice that suddenly was lit that you did not see before. And you're able to get Floyd and Daggett and others to sort of pay attention to this small little crevice. Um, what's the total successes you had? Uh, so I got a 19, but I had to get rid of the one because I'm worried. Uh, that leaves you the 612. Okay, so, so Gandhi, Gandhi and a magical. Success. Yeah, that's a lot. And then Daggett, is there anything you're doing other than carrying Floy? Um, I think if uh, Tara is guiding us and they're hunting, I think I would focus on just taking the brunt of Floy's weight and just, mm -hmm. you know, heaving him over my shoulders and just running. Just okay. focusing on breathing. That's the key. Athletics. Give me an athletics test. Just give me a flat athletics. Yeah, yes. I'm going to take, uh, spend a hope to get a magic success on that one. Hell yes. Uh, which is good because I rolled two sixes, but that's still not enough. Uh, it would have been a fail. So just one success. All right. That's Ooh. still plenty as you all manage to find a small crevice in the stone and ice wall of this ridge that leads into this cave that is, I mean, when you first ventured in this direction, you had no sight of it, but this small and brief light that came down from the heavens instantly Led Terra here, a Rineal Gilly, you managed to come back just as you see Daggett with the body of Floy over his shoulders plunge between the crevice. You follow, you hear the distant sounds of snarls and howls and barks, shouts of orcs, as you can tell that they have scattered. Right as we'll say, a Rineal, you're the last to plunge through Terra as well. You hear the sounds of the paw prints and you look up at the last moment and you can see the legs of one of these wargs coming down the ridge line. You can hear them galloping away and you have managed to find a very small hidden cave and a ridge underneath that, that kind of plateau-like area where the tower of Kelikdor is actually situated. And you guys are at this point completely away from these enemies. Oh, as soon as we're safe enough, um, Gilly is going to immediately tend to Floy. Especially right. in... She's going to be kind of panicked about it because she's treated this wound once before. Yeah. Um, and it's been years. It should not, or at least a year, it shouldn't be opened. It has been almost two years. Yeah. So just the fact that this particular wound was somehow able to reopen has her kind of frantic. Um, and I did take my shadow point for when Floyd got his wound. Um, if anyone else has their, um, what is it? Your fellowship focus oh, fellowship was wounded. Focus. You should take a shadow point. You're not wounded, right, Gilly? Floyd got a wound. No. Anyone else did get a wound? Daggett get a wound? No. Okay. I did take Just the shadow point. So I got my wound last session. Okay. Oh, I should take a thing for that. All right, Gilly. Um, Floyd, why don't you go ahead and roll, by the way, for your wound severity? God. And then we'll see what Gilly rolls to reduce that severity. 
Okay, thankfully this is favored because I did roll a, a Sauron, mm-hmm. but I can ignore that. Nine-day wound. Okay. Good. Gracious. Okay, so I do pass, um, but mm. it's just one extra success. Yeah, so reduce so, to seven. Yeah. Okay. You managed to find, again, you are, you are effectively in a cave at this point, uh, as that's where this crevice led. You no longer hear the sounds of the wolves, and so you're pretty sure that you have made a clean getaway at this point. Who knows if they're going to cycle back and look more closely, but at least you have some time. You settle down uh, into a spot where you can rest. Gilly tends to floy. Obviously, you probably have your lantern out to give you some light. It's extremely cold and dark, the stone that you're in. All of you are tired, weary. You're, you're wounded in some cases. What do you want to do? Well, I would say that was a successful distraction. Excellent work, team. Should we loop back to the tower while it's empty? Feels like a good idea. We need to get in. That was not at all what I thought we would do, but I see the... There's a lot of them in there. We took out six riders, which means there's 12. Yeah. Yeah, so, and we don't even know what else was already in the tower before we got here, before the orcs got here. Well, we emptied out most of it, too. And if we are going to further benefit from all the distractions you've all caused, now is the best time to do that. They will not continue to be distracted later. The Wraith, did we get them? No. What? We were fighting wolves. No, no. Wolves don't cause this kind of wound. We left as soon as you went down. Did you hit your head? No, my head is fine. You didn't hear the cackling. It's laughing at me. It was a battle. There was a lot of noise. Was it one of the wolves yipping at you? No, it was for sure the wraith. I I do not uh, disbelieve you. If you say it was a wraith, it was a wraith which means that there are the rest of the wargs, plus all of the orcs, plus at least one wraith. I don't know if we should return at this moment, but I think what we could do is multiple of us have bows. We can find points, continue to fire upon the wargs, see if we can find any... um, separated since we have scattered them at this point and thin their ranks but Floyd is wounded even with them scattered if we try to attack them they move so much faster than us it would not take long for them to regroup I would I would think
I would say we head to the tower with the cover of night with them looking for us out here or are we wait we also and I of course we cannot know the outcome but what we first saw upon our arrival was wargs that appeared injured from a battle and bloodied attire bearing the marks of those from Tharbad. So it would appear that some ill came to our allies at Mormin Taras. We must trust that they can do their jobs. And they're trusting us to do ours. I'm ready to head back. I give him a slap on the shoulder. <laughs> oh. He takes one sorry. point of damage and falls back unconscious. You certainly. What you say is true. They're out looking for us. Their numbers aren't at the tower. Might have been hastily rushing in there like that, but we can do more of a stealth mission. Daggett and Gilly, perhaps you can lead us in this and you're Stealth is unmatched. We get in the tower, we bar it behind us, clear it out. Let me assist. And Carol offer fly physical support. It's probably athletics or whatever, but it uh, just kind of brute force helping Floyd. Okay. So you're going to try to stealth back up. Uh, okay, so everyone just rip a stealth test as you leave oh. this. We'll say you're probably here. I'll also say, do, would, would you say that you would have immediately healed Floyd? Well, actually, Floyd was down, so it probably would have been an hour. You guys, so those of you who aren't wounded, you could have taken a short rest in that time Amazing. Uh, and gotten the number of endurance back equal to your strength. If you're wounded, you don't get anything, though. Sorry, Floyd. Sorry, Reneal. Uh But the other three... That's great. When We're doing you great. Once more emerge from this this cave. Uh, it is much darker than it was before, if that's even possible. It's just this horrible gray that Angmar is mostly, but here it's now quite black. I assume, Gilly, you have your lantern out, or do you guys just kind of go in the dark? Um, If she does, it's very dim. Like she's trying, it's not like a wide, warm cast circle of light. Okay. I am going to say that if that's the case, everybody take a penalty die to your stealth roll, meaning okay. reduce by 1d6. Gosh, not ill, not so much to be ill for favored, but it's very dark and you are literally going to a watchtower. Oh, no. Totally. Stealth is not everybody else. Uh, Do we time. have enough audience dice? Because I want to use one if we did. Yeah, go for We've it. We've got 12. So that is I, enough I, I for. I also cast in a few complications. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna spend hope and try to get inspiration from my burglary the stealth. Okay. For accessing protected area. Absolutely, absolutely. Ooh. That would totally apply. 
That's that's nice. Um, that's mine nice. is a success. It's not something you one, tap into very often. Six. Tara okay, with so a success what am I... with a bonus. Yeah, Subtracting. success with one six. Just one, just one fewer d6 from your pool, Orneal. That's all. Whatever you normally roll for stealth, subtract. Take one d6 out. Oh of no, it. I was just asking from audience. Like, I just want to make sure I'm marking off used. I I didn't use one. Okay. Sixteen great success. Okay. I, also I just barely hit my target number. Nice. One success. Okay. Gilly? I got a great success. Okay. Arineal? Also great success. Okay. Had to do the you math because there was another one because tonight's the night of one. It's tonight's the night of one. Yeah, uh, for sure. All of you did wonderfully. I mean, you have literally all passed and you even had four to, to spare in case somebody failed. Venture back up. You see that the fire has, has gone. They have not cleaned up the bodies of those wargs that you have that you did did kill. Uh, they are scattered about. As you're moving down the path between the standing stones, all of you hear cackling, echoing left and right. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 mad laughter you look over to the left you look to the right you don't see the source of it but you hear it and the wind just kind of hits you in the face you don't see any orcs moving about you don't see any wolves moving about it does seem like they have scattered and you are able to reach the stairs do you go up them yeah, I'll take point. Uh, I'll go up the stairs. And okay. Push open the door. Hey, Osloy, is is that what you heard before? That was it. You push the door open, Daggett, and it does the classic... <laughs> this loud... Oh, gosh darn it. Echoing <laughs> creak. Like that everybody winces when it just prolongs this agony, like this this lengthy sound. However, there's no one on the other side of the door. You look and you see a very dark chamber with, and in, in mostly in rubble, like you can see that there's been some tables and such that have been rebuilt or just kind of stacked up here and there. Uh, you smell meat and you can see what looks like something some game something killed you're not sure exactly what it is it's certainly not war meat it's not human meat it's something else you've all been hunting periodically there's very little game in angmar right now to find you see that there are a handful of pieces of equipment here and there as if they left in a hurry but you don't actually see any orcs None have actually cycled back. They might all still be on the hunt for you. Looking around the room, it again, it is a it's a fairly large but ruined base floor. There looks to be a stair that would have gone down, perhaps to a subfloor, but it has collapsed completely inward on itself. Uh, it would take you hours and hours, and probably would need some equipment to unearth it. It's possible, but it would take a lot of time. There is a broken stair that goes upward. Uh, at one point, it gets very narrow, uh, but it nonetheless can be traversed. You can see that it's 
it's got a very heavy coat of grime. And you notice that there are no footprints on it, no boot prints on it at all. Doesn't seem as though the orcs have gone up the stair. Looking around the rest of the, like there's a couple smaller compartments here and there, but again, everything seems ruined and broken. It definitely looks like there was a barracks here at some point, and it looks like there are sleeping portions, like little pat, you know, places where the orcs might have might have might be sleeping from time to time, but they're not currently here. And that is what you see as you traverse the area. I would get everyone in the tower, close the door behind us, look for a way to bar it, start lighting the candles uh, that I have for my helmet harness. And I would start barking orders in tyrannical fashion. Floy, Arenial, pile everything you can. We're going to start a big fire in here. Terraneth, you have the best eyes right now. Keep an eye out. If you see the orcs coming, if you see any sign of them, call out the alarm. Gilly, come with me. We're going up. I do what he says. I start gathering sleeping bags. Sure. X. There's parchments, there's uh, there's cloth, there's old broken furniture, uh, some of which you could probably use to, to create uh, like a, some kind of bar for the door. Uh, you could tell that there probably was one at a certain point, and they were using, you would imagine, it looks like spears to just to sort of sit on the inside, but you can easily do that. Um, Tara and Ari, do you also do what he says? Yes, uh, specifically looking for a vantage point that would give me as close to the view as possible. There is no view of the outside from in here. Yeah, there's not a single window. There are, which you can see is a little further up. It's a very high, high walls in this bottom floor, and you can see that over by where the stairs are. There is one cut in the wall that is just overloaded with ice that just seems to be half pouring down the stair. But you don't see anything that would give you is, sight of the is, outside. Is that a ways up or is it like something the stairs go a couple of seconds and come back down in a few seconds if I need to? The stairs go up. Um, they, yeah, you can, you can traverse them. They're, they're intact. They're a little crumbled here and there to the point where they're narrow, but you can go up them. It wouldn't be difficult. Right. Um, and that's where Daggett and Gilly were going. It was up, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's like a landing. Yeah, it's yourself. classic up, turn, up again, that kind of thing. You could hide yourself outside the tower by the stairs. Close enough that you can call out. And don't be afraid to run. If danger finds you yeah, faster I'm, than... I'm, that, that's exactly what I'll I'll do. I'm... I'm I... <laughs> Conceptually, what I'm trying to do is trying to find something that gives me actually outside. And if the only way to do that is to be outside, then so be it. Okay. So, Terry, you go outside. Oh. You find a place to hide. We can roll over your, your stealth from before. It's fine. And you find a place to hide outside and keep watch. Uh, Floyd, you're inside doing what Daggett's saying. Or Rineal, are you... Helping Floy, are you creating that fire on the inside? Are you doing everything that Daiko was saying? Yes, are bo- we are following our captain's orders. Okay. What about you, Gilly? She's hesitant about separating from the rest of the group and going up top, but uh, she'll, she'll stealth up there with him. But don't do anything stupid. 
Uh, if we sense magics, we need to get back down with the group. Stupid. It's me. And I start turning towards the stairs. Gilly, your your arrows have saved many a day. I, I believe you have, can. I don't get have today. magical items. I cannot kill a race. I believe that your arrows will fly true. Just listen for I will scream and <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Okay. That is a good question. Do you still bar the front door knowing that Tara's outside? I would say so, yes. Uh, if it seems like we could get the bar open fast enough, like for us to get out if she calls a warning, then mm -hmm. I would say yes. If it would like require us actually like hammering would, wood in there, I'd say no. I would say no, because if she's out there, like have it prepped and ready for her to bar if she needs to come inside. Yeah, I'm but... sort of imagining like if the door opens in, then it's like we're piling a bunch of stuff up behind it. So that, like, when she comes in, we can kind of move all of it forward. But we are not barring her outside. Okay. Got it. That's my thought, anyways. Group Sorry. Not <laughs> completely barring the door with Tara on the other side when, of it. I always <laughs> love when yes or no questions turn into, like, <laughs> three-minute explanations. So it's, is that a yes? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a no. The short answer is a no. <laughs> Daggett, Gilly, you both go upstairs. The the stairs do a little back and forth a bit. There's a landing before you kind of get to a door. Uh, like the one out front, heavy stone, in fact. Uh, and it takes a not inconsiderable amount of effort to push it open. But you are able to do so. Once more, you hear it scrape along the bottom and this creak. And eventually it stops, but halfway open. And you try to push further and it's hitting something the other side. There is no light at all coming from the second level. Who goes inside? I'll squeeze in first. Daggett, you squeeze in. Presumably, Gilly, are you following got a hand on his back looking in the opposite direction where he's turning okay you notice as you come in that the door seems to be stuck on ice there is this giant structure this giant wall of ice and gilly as you hold the lantern up over the shoulder of daggett you can see that this entire room is almost completely filled with ice. And there are these bores that sort of shift and move through them that you kind of have to hands and knees kind of crawl through. You have to climb up on it. But everything around you is this, this dark kind of cloudy ice. And that is what the door is stuck on as you come in. So it would be like impossible to see across the entire room then with the ice being that way, right? I will allow a awareness test or a scan test, depending on what you're trying to look for. 
I'll just look for danger. Okay. If you want to scan for something in particular. I want to scan for something shiny to make my boy Floy happy. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> He's had a rough so, day. Help you with your recovery. Something shiny to look at. I'll take an audience <laughs> die too. Okay. okay. <laughs> Gotta get that treasure. Uh, great success. Okay. I still rolled two ones, though. So many ones tonight. I, I know. Same. Gilly, how'd you do? Great success. Okay. Gilly, in terms of danger, there's nothing that immediately appears dangerous to you aside from the fact that you're kind of crawling through these circuitous bores of ice through a floor, a very tall ceiling floor. Mm -hmm. Like you're in the middle portions of the tower and somehow this entire floor has just got ice in it and it's you're weaving through it in no discernible order. You don't see anything moving other than you and Daggett. You don't see anything that immediately threatens you. However, both of you, as you're moving a little bit here and there, kind of getting closer or further into the room a bit, you can see that it's not just ice, but within the ice, you can see almost like you're looking back in time to frozen in place, in action, these depictions of elf and human warriors forever frozen and locked, it seems, in some kind of battle with orcs. Their dress is not consistent with that that you've seen of your Rivendell friends or your Forlorn friends or Lady Aracel or her people. There's mm -hmm. a greater dignity to the clothes that they're wearing as if they almost as if they're all in, in, in some kind of uniform of some kind. Gilly, you would recognize at least some of the humans have sigils not unlike that which Arineal carries on her helm you would think these are soldiers of arnor or at least arthedane hard to distinguish the two elf wise you certainly see what you think is the house the like the sigil of rifendale that of elrond that of elro here and eladin's father like you've seen some of these before and you can see as though every all around you there's dozens of these small fights as you're climbing through some are quite far and deep in that ice and cloudier and harder to see some are closer to you and a little bit easier to see Daggett, you see more than enough shiny things in here swords necklaces pendants i mean there's there's a there's plenty of things that these people are wearing you don't think you see mithril necessarily but you see elf weapons you see weapons that are I mean, you would guess a thousand plus years old. And I would say it's probably Gilly who notices the fact that none of none of these figures that you see encased within this ice, this kind of trek through history, all of them, every single one of them, their eyes are missing. Orc, elf, human does not matter. In place, it is just this black, dark socket, these recesses. Every single one of them. Both of you go ahead and make shadow tests, please, against Dread. Okay. 
uh, in dread again is um it's uh the opposite of wisdom so valor okay valor i couldn't remember i was about to say glory but that was that was a different game um and i didn't want to interrupt you but i if we were going to start crawling through gilly would have pulled out her pots and paints and would have like marked the path that we had gone along sure. for others no, to no follow. Problem. yeah that's not a problem cool I had a target number 18 and I knew I wasn't going to make it unless I rolled a gandy and I rolled a gandy wow think back to how you Uh. treated him I think gandy should be kind of gansdaggit with how he treated him (laughs) I roll a lot of sauron so I'm okay if that becomes my new gandy right, one success daggit just one yeah take a point of shot it was against two points uh, Gilly, how'd you do? Just one success. So I also take same one. deal. Both of you take one point of shadows. This is an extremely unsettling view as you're climbing through a thousand year old battle when the forces of elves and humans combined chase the the Witch King back to um, Angmar. Is anything that we're seeing, uh, anything that was made of statues that were depicted when I was in Forlorn? Not that you can think of now that these okay. don't, these look like they've literally been frozen in place. Got it. Okay. So all of these shiny things, they're all on the people that are frozen, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're still equipped and things like that. Oh yeah. But they look in pristine condition. You see, um, and you, it's tough for a dwarf sometimes to admit this, but elven craftsmanship is quite good. Still, I'm not going to rob a grave. And who knows what treasures Arner and Artha Dane might have had. The Duna Dane that you know now, the Rangers of the North, are a, a scattered series of tribes. But at least back in this day, they had kingdoms and vaults and treasures, and they are bearing some of them. I've seen enough, Gilly. Okay. Keep moving. You climb through, continue to push, and you continue to try to find a way out. Tara, you're outside. You're hiding in the shadows at the base of the tower by the stair. You're looking for any signs of returning wolves, wargs, orc riders, etc. You see none of those things. That is the good news. The bad news is that you see almost in unison about 20 to 30 of these sanding stones suddenly begin to glow and you see figures stepping out from them. These ethereal specters that with your shadow lore, you probably would identify them as such. Not unlike the very creature that you get. It's very similar to the creature that you all fought back at the angle. And you see them step out from their stones. And they are dressed in rags and armor at the same time. They move in a in like this shifting manner. Like as if they're constantly on the like in this phase between the corporeal world, the the unseen. They do not notice you, though. 
They do not come lurching in your direction, but you just see them come and step out and begin to almost aimlessly start wandering the grounds. Are any of them making their way to the entrance? Uh, you don't see any of them as if they're... It doesn't look like any of them have any interest in going up the stairs and into the tower. They all seem to just kind of... There's no order to it. Once they stepped out almost in unison, they all just kind of began to scatter in different directions. But they are within range still of the tower, but they're, none of them are going up the stairs or inside. Right. Um, are, is there any um, familiarity to their uniforms or, or what they're wearing or the weapons they're carrying or really anything? Roll a lore test. Is something I'm favored with, so it's good. Uh, that is a uh, sorry, I'm using up all the good rolls today. Uh, it's a 25 with a six. Okay, Yay. they bear a resemblance to some of the sketches you perhaps saw in the old library in Tharbad when Gilly was doing her studies of this or that or the other, they definitely bear a striking resemblance to soldiers of Angmar. Hillfolk of Rudaur. You don't see anything that makes you think these are your, your descendants, your Arner, Cardolan, Arthedain, sure. none of that. You see, sure. you see, uh, you see enemies effectively. Okay. Uh, quickly and quietly, I'm going to make my way back to share exactly that with with everyone there. Um, specifically, making mention of the number of twenty between twenty and thirty emerging from the standing stones. And you would, and you did know from Daggett and Gilly's scout that these standing stones are all around the tower. So there, if this is all yeah. happening out in front, there's. Probably more. at least double. <laughs> yeah, I was somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty. Yeah. What makes you all nervous? And then multiply it by ten. That's how many there are. Oh, okay. There's ten thousand. Yeah. You hear? <laughs> just six, six <laughs> wolves were enough. <laughs> you hear a gentle knock, very light knock on the door to the tower. I think that's Tara. They're here. We we did leave it open a bit so that she could come in. <laughs> you see, Tara goes inside. Now the three of you are inside. Yank her inside. Okay. Now we bar the door close. I will share the news, and I specifically say they are specters, so physical fortifications may not be as useful as one hopes. Well, the news just... is they do not seem interested in, or or if they are not interested, it might be because they do not know we are here. Uh, perhaps if they did, their interests might change. But right now, they don't seem to want to make the way in. We will not question. Let's see why the orcs avoided them earlier. Maybe they'll avoid them now. We'll be safe for a while. There is an army out there. We need to 
figured I had to get past them. I do not see us being able to fight them. Let's catch up with Daggett. Do you guys go upstairs? Yeah, after we pile all the furniture okay. and stuff, we'll catch up. And if that's the case, the three of you see the same room that Gilly and Daggett have seen. I would say you guys are smart enough to notice the marks that they have made along the way. Uh, but I would also say that your eyes are drawn to a number of fights, battles between elf and orc, human and orc. Elf and human dressed not unlike those that you saw stepping out from those stones outside, Terra. And I want all of you to take that shadow test. If you decide to go upstairs, if you decided to stay, then that's fine. You don't have to make this roll. But if you went upstairs, make that shadow test. It's a, it's Valor. And Floy, you also see the the glittering of treasure. Ooh. Valor. Uh, that's a 16. Great success on my Valor. Okay. Uh, great success is enough to not take anything. 27 great success. Nice. Uh, that also is enough. You said 16, Tara? Do you have any yeah. extra sixes on your roll? No. All right, take one point of shadow as you do feel quite unsettled by the views that you're seeing, especially the eyeless nature of all of these figures. Okay. So... Floy, Reniel, Tara, you're climbing, you're crawling through. Daggett and Gilly are up ahead. Daggett, presumably leading the way. You eventually find a set of stairs going up. Once more crumbled, once more very clearly has not been traversed in some time. The orcs were here on the first floor. You saw the first set of stairs. Now you see the second set of stairs. And again, there are no boot prints. There's no signs that the orcs have actually traversed this tower or gone up any further than, than that first floor. But you do see a set of stairs going up, which you would presume to maybe the third and tallest portion of the tower, where that dark ring of mist seemed to swirl around it, like shadows seemed to coalesce. What do you do, Daggett? I want to be very quiet and careful. Um, probably put out one of the candles, so I've still got some light, but I'm not giving off as much. Um, and then slowly move forward. I presume Gilly still got her shoulder on you, or on your shoulder, and the two of you march up. You push through a door again. This time, it does not catch on anything. It opens smoothly and quietly, Daggett, into an extremely oh, dark room. You can see time we almost, cut a break. almost nothing. You can see almost nothing. It's extremely overwhelmingly dark to the point where it just feels almost palpable. You look down at the flame of whatever candle you still have and you can see it. It's almost as if it's starting to die. Even, Gil even Gilly's lantern dims in the face of this darkness. You hear nothing coming from the inside. It's as quiet as can be. Well, I feel like I've seen enough. I'm happy to go back downstairs. I'm looking at hands. Gilly stepped away, so you're making the choice yourself. I know, right? Like uh, Ash is not here, so 
It's up to you, Daggett. Uh, yeah, I think I would close the door again, uh, go back down. Okay. There's no point risking waking something up. That darkness is obviously magical. I don't know anything about magic. Um, better not to deal with it by ourselves. Okay. You move back down the stairs. Gilly follows. And eventually you meet up with Arineal and Floyd and Tara who have will follow you basically. And so all of you now have found a pocket of ice within this, this chunk of chunk of ice in the, the second portion of the tower. And you are able to, uh, you know, sort of debrief each other on what you've seen, observed, etc. There's a cloud of darkness up there. It envelops you. It dims your light. I've never seen anything like it. I think we should burn the tower and move on. I feel that it might be wise to use this tower to our advantage. Are there not ways that we can use our height to take out some of the enemies? Because otherwise we will be outside of this tower facing more enemies than we were facing just there a few no, hours ago. No windows. No, the balconies are frozen over. There are no defensive positions inside here. We've come across this darkness before. Do you remember when we were in the library and our lights kept snuffing out? There's, I thought about that, but I wasn't there. There's darkness here that we need to, to snuff out. And if what what Tara says is true about the specters outside, they're connected to this this darkness up top. So we must deal with this if we want to be able to get out of here. I had to crush the the skull. That was the only way that we were able to do so. So we will one look for artifacts. If it is truly a wraith, you both have weapons that can deal with this, and we'll move forward. You're right, Gilly. We're familiar with this. You have the best memory of us. Your note-taking and your journals may save us in the end. But look at these artifacts. I'm trying to, like, budging them from the hands, just, like, if they come loose at all. You can't even get to them. There's, like, sheets of ice. You'd have to, like, you can, ha I mean, you could get to them if you hacked away for hours, but, like, you, you, you could. But it would, it's not something that you could just, like, easily grab. But you can see things. Beautiful elvish weaponry. You can see pendants being hung and kind of in the, in, in the, frozen in the middle of being, like, hurled around as something swings down with a sword. So could, given this new information, could we do like a scan or something like that? Not like, because we, we, we've taken in sort of the awe of this situation, but now mm -hmm. we're specifically looking for something like the skull that Gilly had to crush last time, like something like that amongst in this room? everything that's here. I don't yeah. think it would be in this room. I think yeah, it would Gilly be in the top room. Yeah. yeah. It would you, be you, where the darkness is located. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because Gilly, had, uh, I think I she went into the darkness to get to the skull. So, okay, Floyd, let us know if you find any 
thing you think can be useful for us. Otherwise, we need to go back up. Not the gear. It's all ice. Yeah, it does seem to be magical ice. I wouldn't waste the time with it for now. Perhaps okay. defeating this creature would thaw it for you a little. And she looks at Floy. <laughs> oh. But I'm ready. All right, then back up the stairs we go. Gilly, put your lamp on as bright as it can be. I light both my candles. Okay. I'll take point. You all plunge into the darkness of the third floor. Immediately, your candles wick out. Nothing. The lantern dims until it's nothing more than a very light glow. You get a little bit from it, Gilly. But even your lantern gets to the point where you have maybe only about a a two-foot radius around you. Mm -hmm. Anybody else with torches or lanterns or candles, all of that light quickly just gets snuffed out. You all feel this physical weight weighing down on you like the most humid of days, except it is this darkness and it's freezing cold in here. Are you staying together? Are you huddling around Gilly or are you spreading? I would recommend staying huddled together because if we can't see, then we need to be able to kind of feel each other. Yeah. If anyone does separate, Gilly starts to pull out her her rope again Mm -hmm. and hands it to everyone to kind of have a tether. That's perfectly fine. As your eyes adjust and as the lights kind of wick out, you notice that on the far side of the room, there is another source of light. Very faint. This sort of bluish hue. It is almost silvery, I should say, on the far side. Circular, but not very large. And you can feel stone on the ground as opposed to ice. It's all very echoey. Everything kind of sounds the way you might expect it. As you're moving around, Gilly, you notice that the floor, there is writing on the floor everywhere. Every stone that you take a step on, you bump into like a half wall, you hold the lantern up to it, more writing. And you see the common speech, you see Westeron, you see various elvish tongues, multiple, not just uh, not just the ones that you've heard Sorendir and Elro here speak. Dwarf spree- speech as well. Floy and Daggett. You read some of these conversations. Some of them mean nothing to you. But then as you're traversing this darkness, you start to recognize some conversations, or at least some conversations reference places. And it starts to read almost like a transcript at times of... Well, it certainly seems like it's referencing figures from that war with Angmar a thousand plus years ago at this point. You see names, you see places, you see the reference to Fornos the Rain, you see references to Rudaur Hill folk and uh, how bringing the tribes to heal. It, it, it's very much like someone has transcribed and documented these historical conversations. You keep pushing pushing 
And then you start noticing more conversations as you're getting closer to this light. And you can see that some of the conversations now look intimately familiar. You all are referenced. Gilly's name, Floyd's, Daggett's, Arineal's, Terra's. There's references to each of your company. There's, you realize after a moment that you are reading conversations that you all had in the staging ground where you and your company have been camped for the past few weeks since your arrival in Angmar. They've, they're all just scribed down on the walls, almost verbatim as far as your memory. And then you look up and you can see on the wall, there is a circular mirror framed in silver. There is like a sheen of, of cold blue ice over top of it, very thin. You realize a few things. Frozen a lot around the frame or a series of eyes. And then within the frame where the mirror would be, where the mirror should reflect you, it does not reflect you. Instead, you see what appears to be a very dark throne room. There is a seat of some brutality in terms of its architecture. Dwarven, in fact, Floy and Daggett. Very dark, dark shadow where whatever figure would be sitting on it should be. You're watching this and you see in that pool of darkness and what should be a reflection of the five of you, you see two eyes just pop open and you hear a cackle from behind you. And that's what we'll go ahead and stop for tonight. And we'll pick up on that next time. Oh, no. Hey. No. <laughs> we made no. a new friend. How bad can it be? Go for another hour. That's He's a very <laughs> cheery guy. <laughs> I mean, I can. I just trying to be with my Oh, goodness. Yikes. We went back in. Holy crap. What the Totally. <laughs> Jeff made a tower. We can't explore. Can't not explore it. I got a lot of places really right. in Angmar, and you guys are probably not going to explore all of them. So it's okay. It's okay. I thought you guys were running. I thought you guys were going to give up and go back to the camp. And so when you guys, when you started talking about turning around and go back in, I'm like, well, I'll be damned. Maybe I. Yeah. Maybe I. Maybe we will finish next week with the TPJ, <laughs> and I will get that wonderful, wonderful gift gift certificate from Norse Foundry. Thank you, Eric. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. That was Oof. crazy. That was I, as I said in chat, our characters are far braver than we are in our decision making. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, you all are. I mean, it, we're playing. We're playing. You know, Lord of the Rings. You guys are heroes. Like, like it, it's yeah. very. You guys are. That's yeah. what this kind of game is. You know, like you guys yeah. are. You guys are heroes. Uh, okay. Fantastic. Uh, why don't we do a couple Ooh. kind of closing references and such? Uh, so I want to say thank you to everyone on out tonight. Thank you to those of you throughout some bits and stuff. And thank you for all the follows. Looks like we got quite a few tonight. We are closing in on a thousand followers. And uh, 
and we are getting very, very close. I think we're down to nine away. So if you haven't, if you're, if you're watching right now and you haven't yet followed the channel, uh, please consider doing so. If you're watching this later, maybe on VOD or on YouTube, go over to twitch.tv slash a lot of the Geigers. Give us a quick follow. Uh, we definitely would appreciate it. Uh, let's talk about upcoming games. Uh, actually, no, let's go to my tray first. My tray, where can we find you on the internets? Uh, when I'm not inviting myself into the games that people here are playing, uh, I might be playing games on YouTube. I had taken a bit of a hiatus, but uh, I'm looking to get back into uh, creating content once more. Uh, but if you want to check out my backlogs at Wendy Center's um, player and GM experience, tabletop agnostic, um, check me out on YouTube if you want. Fantastic. Wonderful. I'm so glad to hear you're getting back to it. Awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, so other things on the channel. The next thing we've got coming is a Monday. So uh, come back on Monday as we are going to be starting a new game. We're going to be starting Fragged Empire, Space Sci-Fi, a uh, small indie game out of Australia. Looking, uh, I'm very excited about it. You can see Melissa and... Mitre is going to be joining us every other Monday for playing some Fragged Empire. I'm very excited. Uh, so we're going to be making characters. We're going to be kind of going over the different awesome species and things that you can be and how to create characters, a little heavier game, uh, then, uh, it's, I guess it's probably about on, on the same par as wondering. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, and then Tuesday, Steven, what's going on, man? Tuesday, I am back into the GMC. If you guys are fans of X-Men, you got to show up and uh, we will be playing Marvel Multiverse RPG. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're not a fan of the X-Men, show up anyways and tell me in chat that you're not a fan of X-Men and then hang out with us anyways. <laughs> Good plan. You get it. You get it. Absolutely. Who's yeah, not a absolutely. fan of X-Men? Absurd. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. Uh, you should come on Tuesday and tell us. Uh, <laughs> if you're not yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's that whole it's I always think about it with YouTube, like when people make bad comments or when people like thumb down, I'm like, well, thanks for the engagement. It means OK, and then after Tuesday, what else we got Thursday as we have just started up Werewolf. We did our session zero uh, this past Thursday. So this next Thursday, next week, we're going to set up episode one. Uh, you can kind of see our our pack and uh, what we're going to be doing. Uh, Friday next week, we got Delta Green, uh, and um, we're nearing the end of the scenario. I don't think we're right there. I would I would suspect maybe two more sessions for this scenario, and then we'll start a different one. Uh, and then we'll be back on Saturday with more Wondering. And we can see just how awful this could potentially get. I, I am actually really surprised you guys are in here, and this is pretty rough. I'm terrified. You should be. <laughs> could be fine. There's only an army of ghosts outside, and, be, like, and a, a horrible beer. You know? I still think Everything we should have just burned the tower Everything inside is awful. Away. Everything yeah. outside can't yeah, be run past. Yeah, let's burn a stone so. tower. Uh, burning I, a tower like, would have helped with some inside. things, but not everything. <laughs> Take out the stairway and nothing will go up there. Ever again. Help some things. Um, okay. Uh, so then, yeah, I guess that's about it. If you haven't uh, followed us yet, please do. If you haven't checked us out over on YouTube and watch all our old content over there, uh, we put all the stuff that we're currently doing over there as well pretty quickly. Uh, but if you haven't uh, checked that out, plenty of old games. Uh, I think that's about it. Why don't we go ahead and let's raid some folks. Let's, uh, looks like uh, Happy Jacks. Yeah, let's do Happy Jacks. Oh, we raid them time to time. Uh, go ahead and follow that raid. 
We'll catch y'all later. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good night.